And then my brain reacts by going like, no, sleep through it. Then you'll teach the alarm clock who's boss. What the f*** is going on down there? Episode 472 of WTF and TFW is what you're listening to. My name is Chris Vangelis, Mind Freak. I was thinking about Chris Angel again recently. It's a long story. And I'm uh, joined by Aaron. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. Are you a Mind Freak? No. Should be. I don't think so, at least. I think you got potential, man. I think you could you could be a Mind Freak, like me. Okay. You got it in you. I'm, I'm a project lead now. That's like Whatever a mind that freak. Actually means. Yeah. You're the one who freaks the minds of the non-leads on the project. Yeah. Congratulations, sure. by the way. Thanks. Um, I think it's going to make that, that that's the thing that's going to tip uh, TFCon DC over into the able to go. I am now Look confirmed it. for TFCon DC. Yay. So you should come on out too. Uh, TJ, you're back from a convention. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. Welcome back from MetroCon. That weekend, I was having a lot of trouble sleeping that weekend. My brain was a mush. So I went through the, the conventions already over syndrome off your Twitter feed, even though I wasn't there. Because when you were tweeting about it being over, I was like, yeah, funny. So it's Saturday. Uh, and it wasn't. No. Still recovering. Yep, I know that feeling. And uh, it, it's been like a week and a half since the last convention I was at. But I did two of them in three weeks. So... I, I think I fatigued myself a little bit. I, I had a friend who went to uh what's Florida Supercon. That was down in my like around Miami. And he spent it was a four day weekend there. And then he went to Orlando and was at Universal Studios until Thursday morning when he drove over to do four days at MetroCon. <sighs> I was talking to someone uh, from the Con Bravo staff who was like, yeah, I was just I went I, I was busy. I had I had to go to a wedding one week. Then I went to Evo the next week. Then I went to Con Bravo and I was like, yo, hold up. Evo is the thing you go to. I didn't know Evo is a convention. I thought it was just a fighting game tournament. But like uh, well, Ray was got, telling me got an audience. Like, well, yeah, he, he, everyone was telling me when I whoever I brought this up to, they're like, you know, there's a convention around the tournament, right? And I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, there's a dealer room. There are panels. I'm like, holy crap. That actually sounds really cool. Because <laughs> I've just spectated Evo because it's always during TFCon weekend. Because inevitably, I go to someone's hotel room who is running a stream of it just for their own entertainment. Uh, And yeah, that's not what we're here to talk about, though. We're, we're here to talk about Transformers. We should get We should get going on these topics, which starts with a listener question. I'm mixing it up. So, uh, I got us a listener question here from Switchblade. Sup? That's how the question starts. Quote, so I'm probably not the first person to ask this, and feel free to just chuck the whole thing in the trash if topics already come up, but we're at a point now where the last night is probably about to drop out of the box office top ten over the coming week. It's pretty clear by now the film has flopped. Paramount will probably recoup most of their expenses, but any profit this pulls in is going to be pretty minuscule compared to the earlier films, and I'm not talking about this to gloat or engage in some sense of perverse glee at the sharp turn of fortunes of the Michael Bay-helmed film franchise. Well, not entirely. I do love me some perverse glee. I'm writing in to talk about what happens next. The movie landscape has changed a lot since Age of Extinction came out. Action movies have shown they can still tell compelling stories, have engaging characters 
actors and create memorable action sequences that are actually gasp easy to follow and process visually transformers 5 approved live action transformers movies don't have to be or haven't been willing to operate in that world yet and audiences pretty convincingly rejected it so where do you guys think we should go from here cross our fingers and carry on hoping that bumblebee fixes everything as the first non-bay film double down on the writer's room toss another bag of money at michael bay to keep him on or just hope this film is a fluke keep the writers and get a new director ditch the director and the writers to start seriously working plans for trans six mers you're welcome evangelist and possibly even the whole tf cinematic universe idea or is it time to go full-on tom holland and start over from square one what do you guys think sorry if that was a little long and rambly thanks for answering that was a little long and rambly but don't apologize also i'll throw it out there since he wrote this before we knew this the writer's room doesn't exist anymore uh as we know it so that's that's not an option um i'll also throw it out there there was something else in here i wanted to i wanted to comment on or it might have just been the writer's room I think it might have just been the writer's room. Oh, no. He says that the movie landscape has changed a lot since Age of Extinction came out in 2014. I think the movie landscape changed before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think if, like, off the top of my head, Dread and Pacific Rim were two landmark action movies that proved you can have a more solid action movie without it being stupid. Uh, and that's just in my own perspective. And I'm pretty sure those both predate Age of Extinction. Um, so I, that's all I wanted to throw in there at the top. Aaron... Um, what are you thinking about the, the, the future of Transformers films right now? Um, the sense that so future, like it's can only really be hopes. And I kind of hope that they do look at, um, the successes of stuff like the Marvel Cinematic Universe where, you know, which granted that's its own world that has people that work very hard to keep it that way. Um, not its own world, but to keep it high quality, but they definitely do show that, Hey, you can have this weird stuff and still have a story and you can have outrageous stuff and still have a story and you can have glamor shots of whatever you're also advertising and still have a story. Um, I think that a, a reboot, um, following after Bumblebee, it would probably be better. Uh, it's an franchise. advantageous timing to be sure um it's good timing uh, be just like and i know that michael bay can do wonders with with cinematic shots and the like but i think um well heck the most recent person that i've heard to say this was aaron archer uh it seems like some of them took the wrong story out of the successes of the second movie where they didn't really have a script and they just filmed stuff and it brought in a lot of money and it's like, okay, you can do that once, maybe twice, but not much more than that. And Hey, it turns out that that not much more than that is pretty much on the money. And you you can feel it too, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. that he doesn't really care about doing these like right. you can you can taste on 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 your tongue as you as you as you chew on the film that the fact that a large bag of money was thrown at him is the reason he's there. Yeah, uh, and it's not just that; it's just like the roughest of things that seem entirely out of continuity, and then instead of like you know again the the problem with the writers' room joke of like no, there's no bad ideas, let's brainstorm. And then they have to then explain why, where we're breaking our existing continuity and doing something entirely different. Well, actually, and you're like eight well actuallys deep. And it's like, man, why not just 
go with what is continuity and not have to spend eight minutes explaining the chain of well actuallys so that we and, can and then, explain and then exacerbate it by taking two good script ideas and trying to do them simultaneously right on your first go out which is the thing like just the 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 matter of factness with which that is stated in all the news items make me thinking like all right i must have missed something that must be true that's really stupid because those were two good ideas that ruined each other by trying to happen at the exact same time mm-hmm. uh like poor isabella's character was uh nullified uh, you know we talked about this before and like that that was i think what what soured me immensely on a movie i probably otherwise could have gotten an age of extinction experience out of um tj what about you where, where do you think these movies are uh, are on their way from here well yeah and if you look at the previous movies then yes this could be considered a flop but it's still it's still doubled its budget this is this is the scary world of the top tier like triple a budget film and video game where it's like it made a few million dollars what a flop and i'm like excuse me yeah Mm -hmm. like the 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 numbers involved are ones that i think are like it is a flop in the current sense of the word it's just that if you actually look at the numbers it's it's hilarious that that is it's actually more sad i think that that is considered a flop oh (laughs) oh, it only made 200 million dollars it's because like what the last one made like closer to a billion or whatever and it's like oh we didn't we didn't hit a billion it's a flop and i'm like that's terrifying well that's (laughs) that's why michael bay kept getting big bags of money thrown at him oh well yeah the critics all hated it and everyone said it sucked but they all still went to see it we still banked so let's bring him back because we got to have him back if we're gonna do it again yeah well no you've got a film audience that has far better movies to pick from these days we've seen better examples we're getting way better movies than we you know you know in similar sci-fi genres you can't get away with that much longer and this is just finally the breaking point where people are just tired of seeing you know the bayisms that are just so inundated in that movie now and and mm-hmm. I'll say it again that you also have the, the the director not really caring all that much about being in on these films other than having the bag of money thrown at him. So it's like I, I see this as like, guess what? It's time to let Michael Bay go. And I don't think that's a negative thing for anyone involved. He'll have plenty of projects to go to. He's hopefully got a throne of gold to sit on if he hasn't like, you know, blown all his cash he's been making for the last decade. Right. Like th- this seems like this seems like the happy breakup, you know, it's like they're like, you know, Michael, we, I think we got to let you go. And he's probably in the back of his head going like, oh, good. Thank goodness. I can like do something I want to do mm-hmm. in two years. Uh, so I don't I don't think there's perverse glee in that. It's like we talked about this in that four and a half hour podcast. The, the movie not doing as well is probably the best thing that could have ever happened to the franchise uh, as a film franchise, especially yeah. with the timing of they are locked in on doing this Bumblebee movie next year. So it's like you have a perfect jumping off point for a fresh look at what these films look like and you have no monetary reason to go back to Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think... It, I think if if uh, if the writers room ideas, because apparently they had 14 of them, so we blew through two. If they still have 11 or 12 other ideas we haven't seen and just get, you know, good writers to expand on those ideas. I think that the future is not it's not like shining bright, but I think it certainly is more optimistic 
uh, than it could have been. Uh, that, that's my take on it. Anyway, I just wanted to, to pop that listener question off the top, because then we can continue this weird trend of having movie topics on the top of the last few podcasts for no decent reason. Um, let's get into the meat and potatoes. We got some fresh toy pictures. Uh, Takara Tomy showed off their January 2018 product uh, pictures, and there's a bunch of stuff in here. Um, the first one's the one that I think is the funniest. Uh, they're they're giving not just a whole new masterpiece number. They're giving a, a, a they're giving a, a number ten uh, numeric to Target Master Hot Rodimus MP40. He's literally a recolor of MP28 with the MP09 American Target Master gun. Uh, and it, it was at that point that I said, I think I'm going to walk away from this. Cause I was kind of like, oh, maybe like, you know, this will be another cool new target master, but like the handle doesn't even look different. This looks like something I did that many people did like try to get mm-hmm. MP 28 to hold that little dude. And he, he doesn't hold it super well. Uh, the colors are actually quite interesting. I think it's a really cool idea. Maybe for slightly shot and for reasons, they're basing him off of the error color palette that Acom tended to use. Uh, which was a color palette that they were not supposed to use, but this is how he appears in a bunch of season three episodes. So it's, it's, it's not like a terrible palette. It's just like, it's funny that it's the wrong one. So he's got like, you know, a mistake color palette. He's got a reused target master. He's a reused toy. He's getting his own number. He's like this great collection of like, just utterly trolling the super dedicated must get every number masterpiece crowd. Uh, and he's also an assemblage of just old Rodimus stuff. So I, I, I came up with the affectionate nickname Dumpster Rodimus uh, for him. Um, I got no interest in this other than like, you know, hearing whether or not the, the mold quality is still all right. But to Aaron, what about how are you feeling about this? Yeah, I also have no interest in this. Uh, I could put that together from what's on the shelf over my desk right now because I have both the U.S. Rodimus with that target master and the newer MP Rodimus. I, I'm really surprised that this didn't come as uh, like a, oh, what is Rodimus's number? He just said it. MP28. MP28, like a MP28E or something rather than TM. a full number. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it's, I think it's just funny because it's also, it's a multiple of 10. So it's like, ostensibly, it's a fancy number. It's it's one you want to give to something of, of note, but also, masterpiece numbers really should not matter anymore, especially if we're up to 40. Uh, yeah. And they're also releasing MP711 with that 711 tie-in Optimus. <laughs> so I guess they're also straight up saying there will be no more than 710 masterpiece releases because <laughs> we've released the final one. TJ, uh, how are you feeling about it? It's going to be really awkward when we get to MP711 motorcycle drone. And it's, there's just two of them to go into the wiki at the same time. So that yeah, at that point they're going to be like, "Hey, listen, we're going to go back. You can append 711E to the original 711, mm-hmm. or you can call it MP10711. So now we're predicting no more than 10,710 masterpiece toys." Um, TJ, do you have any interest in this? None really. I'm I'm the type that's very happy. I I will find joy in the figure I have and I will not pay for, you know, an upgrade or a tweak. It is hard to argue this to be an upgrade considering we're going with an intentional error color scheme. 
it's a the color scheme is to me the one and only selling point on this guy because it is a cartoon accurate color scheme yeah yeah and it is a weird situation because all of those season threeers had this weird thing where a lot of them had an error color palette that they kept swapping to yeah like it, it depended on the studio mm-hmm and, and I kind of like the way they did the weird sort of cell style highlight on the front of his boots. Mm. Like it looks like an animation highlight. And like, that's kind of cool. Like that, that's the one thing that had me kind of gl- gl- uh, glancing at this guy. But I also think like that this guy is going to end up like poor Road Rage did where he becomes like the $35 masterpiece toy you can get for a while. Because I don't think anyone's getting this other than a, a select few. Um. Also, you, we mentioned this in the pre-show. Did you notice that like two of the photos they took are from that one angle you should never take an angle from on this Rodimus toy? Yeah, mm-hmm. like just to to exacerbate completely his backpack and make make it look even worse. Like, come on, guys, <laughs> why are you doing? Like, at least the group shot with him, Magnus, and Prime like looks right. Like that's a good angle for the most part. Aside from well, it's an okay man. Angle. Even even the from below shot. Like, don't his wings tip up more? I think they do because that just makes it look like they're like they're just hanging out behind him, and then the two from above are just like, "Look at me! I'm I'm getting ready to go on a trip with Daniel. Yeah. Got everything in my giant backpack here. <laughs> like he is already <laughs> an unphotogenic toy. Like let's not lie, but all some of these like like the the picture here labeled number four. Like look at the pose he's in. Mm-hmm. His legs are split. And then his elbows are bent, and that's it. Like, his shoulders aren't even moved. Like, he's he's articulated like a G1 toy from the waist up. Like, no one tried. I don't know. That bothered me a whole bunch back when MP28 came out, and so for this to be the second one, it, it somehow bothers me even more. Um, so let's move along from him. Let's shuffle him over to uh, the side until he goes on sale. And let's talk about the new Legends toys. So we got, as as per the prediction that not only I, but probably many others had, the clone bots are just coming out as a set. The Autobots are coming out first. Uh, and they are in animation colors. And I forgot that in Zahed Masters, uh, they had these two tones of red. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm not super into the two tones of red. Um, only because of the layout, the fact that the, the middle tone is like just the middle torso and crotch, mm-hmm. something about it makes it look like they're wearing onesies to me. Uh, so I'm not a super fan. Like I'm not turned off. I could live with it if I end up like deciding to pick these up, but I certainly am uh, a little disappointed, but that's also on me for not remembering what they look like in the cartoon. Um, otherwise they look fine and it certainly is going to be, I think easier to get the clones this way rather than trying to track down the Velocitron box set and like we'll see with the Siege on Cybertron box set we'll see with the Walgreens 2 pack um Aaron how you feeling about the clone bots uh I'm in a similar spot um yeah I guess it matches their screen appearance so good on them um thankfully I have enough Walgreens around that I'll probably be able to find the Walgreens set and Hopefully a few others for people. Hook some um, pals up. Yeah. Oh, I got your number. Throw some at um, my head. No, just, 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 just <laughs> you, you could, you could, you could raise your hand. Uh, oh, yeah, if you're you right. Want to be polite. Yeah. yeah. Um. There you go. Thank you. Um. I'm raising my hand. Yes, yeah, Vangelis. I'm okay to have one of those thrown at my head. 
Okay. I that'll put be, my hand down now. That'll be a much harder throw then. Um, <laughs> it's it's heavier. You gotta make it move. Um, Hit me with the window part. That's the trick. Cause that's yeah, where the cushioning yeah. is. Uh, so then it just comes down to having to find the other set or the individual out of it. <sighs> While it'll probably be a much more expensive route, there's a part of me that doesn't feel nearly as bad then. I don't know. Hmm. Plus, I mean, what do you figure? Do do they have a price point for these? They do. So that's like thirty five bucks. Uh, the Walgreens set will be about twenty. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd probably be cheaper overall to get the Japanese. At this point, sets at this it would point, be cheaper. but then it'd also be easy enough to get the Walgreens, which then leaves me one short of the U.S. And damn it, I'm a collector. What's the aftermarket, yeah. though, going to be on? Because you know what no one sells from the Velocitron set is the clone. Oh, I know. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, I, I'm actually really... I'm not worried about this, because at the end of the day, whatever. It's not life or death. But I'm I'm legit curious to see how this plays out market-wise, like, a year from now. Mm-hmm. Like, what the story ended up being on how easy it was to get whichever set of clones. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we uh, no no info yet on the Decepticon clones, but I mean, surely, surely they're yeah, going to do the other set as well. I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't end up coming out. Yeah, they have a whole I actually don't remember their animation schemes either, but they have a whole it's another set of molds they can put out in animation colors. Uh, TJ, mm-hmm. uh, how are you feeling about the animation colors clone bots? I'm actually liking that better than the domestic version. Mm-hmm. There's something about just, oh, well. Yeah, the clones we're releasing, they're just like, they are white and red. They're just straight up white and red, and that's about all we're going to do to them. That kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. And I understand that's what the toy looked like, but I kind of wanted them to look a little bit more interesting than that, so this is hitting that spot for me. Yeah, like I certainly I certainly would like them to look more interesting. I just, I, I would have gone a different route. Well, it's it's Takar. They're going to make it look cartoon accurate. That's what they do. For sure. I just, I just really forgot that they looked like this in the cartoon. Like, I, this looked to me similar to that Rodimus in that I'm like, is this just like a weird f- frame they selected where they had light glinting off their chest? To be, to be fair, like, these guys show up for, what, a minute tops in the U.S. cartoon? Yeah. So I think they're barely in the Headmasters as well. I don't know. I actually don't remember. Um, uh, no, like I was saying before we started recording, like I really don't want to jump through all the who. Like I had a chance to get the Velocitron set come Monday, and I was sitting there staring at it, going, "I don't want anything from this set really, except those, except for the clone." And that commits me to getting the other set plus the Walgreens set, and none of my Walgreens are cool enough to get in exclusive stuff. Hmm. So yeah, and I mean this this is a one and done. Well, you know, two and done. Uh, end of the day right. thing and but it, yeah it's a lot simpler and at this point there's no guarantee on like easily getting the velocitron set contents or if you find a set like everyone's been selling everyone but the clones so i can only imagine it's a lot harder now to get rid of anyone that isn't nautica out of the leftovers right mm-hmm. um nautica is actually the other reason why i'm still looking into the Velocitron set, because I'm like, now that they said they have no plans in the next couple of years to do a Nautica, it's like, all right, that's going to become harder to get. It's I such think. A, <laughs> I, I figure that's the other thing that crossed my brain, but it's such a disappointing Nautica. It's just like, it's the only one. 
And I, like, like, I know. Yeah. I know a third party right, might do one. It doesn't make it right. I, I know a third party might do one, but like, if one, if a third party company was working on a Nautica, by now, I think we would have seen something about her if she was coming out in the next two years. So I think we'll see a third party Nautica, but it's going to be like three years from now. Well, you know, if I'm if I'm a third party, I'm looking at that statement from Hasbro and I'm immediately hitting the computer to figure out how to make one. That's the problem, right? Is like if someone does rush one out in the next year, it's going to be, OK, is this any good? Did you <laughs> who did you who did you freelance the design from? And did you tweak their design at all after you freelanced it? <laughs> Because uh, there, you know, there are some very fast third-party companies out there, but sometimes that shows in the final product in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from the clone bots, we also got to see the Takara Tomy version of Headmaster Blitzwing, who is going to come with a Decepticon version of Shuffler, which kind of surprised me because I figured they would just go for straight-up Shuffler. Um, but it is—I uh, don't even know if they have a name on it. It's just evil black and silver gray Decepticon elephant. Um, the other things about this guy is he's got the more, uh, I guess, animation correct purple and beige or tan for a Blitzwing. And uh, his headmaster's doing that thing I love on the Takaratomi headmasters where his little robot mode is painted to just look like a tiny Blitzwing. Uh, that that makes me happy in all of my places. Uh, and also, there are no stickers on this thing, which makes me happy in all my other places. Um, so, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, Japanese Blitzwing? I'm torn on this. You know, as stated, I hate buying something just for an upgrade, but this is my favorite Decepticon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no stickers is a big plus. Animation colors, big plus. Like, little things like... And a bonus shuffler. And a bon- yeah. Nothing wrong with another shuffler. That's a good toy. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a little extra Headmaster Pilot, but yeah. Like, hmm. I'm torn on this one. Because I do, I do like it. I've been staring at the pre-order at HLJ for a while now, thinking I don't know if I want to go in on it just to just to improve a few colors on the toy. Well, here I'll be a bad influence. You can do a pre-order on HLJ <laughs> and then just cancel it. Will. Like you can just cancel it if you don't. Of end course, up that's what you're gonna say. You have you have until January to remember to cancel it. Oh, I'll, oh, I know how it works. I know how this game is played. Yeah, you forget to cancel it, then suddenly you have a Yamaguchi Spider-Gwen you forgot you pre-ordered, but she's okay. Oh, sorry, that comes later in this episode. That's on me. What? I haven't done that. I, I was projecting. A fool would, done, would have done that. I was projecting. Uh, But yeah, you can just you throw in a pre-order, whatever. I'm sure our listeners would agree. You should just throw in a pre-order uh, and then just remember to go and, and double check on it come December. You can set a notification on your smartphone to go off uh, close to Christmas. You're a terrible person. You're a terrible I know. person. Accepting that is one of my greatest mo- like growing points this year. Just accepting. Uh, like I've accepted Takara Tomy's take on Overlord, who, you know what? Everyone was kind of wrong. Uh, Certainly, there are a pair of Godmaster engine-looking things in those two spots that are just empty holes on the American version. Did Aaron have anything to say about Blitzwing? Did I pass him over? Yeah, you did. Oh, I was so intent on this wonderful segue I had, I'm going to ruin it. Aaron, uh, how are you feeling about this Blitzwing? That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the important question is, what do you think about that shuffler? Because, like, I'm really curious what the motivation was. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, because are there any other elephants in Transformers? I, I, I think it's also partly Japan invented Shuffler. So, right. like, what? <laughs> I thought and, that they'd have been all up on, like, you know. And, like, it's just almost in straight Ravage colors. So maybe they're very confused at what, like, jaguars look like versus elephants. Fat Ravage. Yeah, yeah, look, don't you, you got you, you can't just let him have those treats. You gotta you gotta ration that stuff out. You gotta let Ravage live the life he wants to live. All right, that's my take. But on it. no, I mean, if that's the straight colors, that is definitely a uh, much tanner version, I think, than than like what we got. It's a more vibrant. Yeah, vibrant beige doesn't sound right. It's just it's a more vibrant hue. Like it's got more yeah. life to it. It's more saturated. Yeah. yeah, that's that's about what it is. Same with the purple. It seems like it's much. There's much more uh, pop to it. The purple looks like a straight up like that is them looking at animation yeah. um, stills because that's yeah, a very I, specific I, purple. Blitzwing was in like the top layer of stuff on my desk, so I'm sitting here trying to. Oh, you got layers no too. Giant, I know that feeling. No giant <laughs> silver stickers on it like a horse. Um, yeah, I figured that you'd be into the lack of stickers part. So now that I finally have one of these Titans Return toys with with bad stickers, that being that <sighs> Optimus, like it's the worst. Like he, they haven't. Start, I've actually. I mean, been I guess there really are worse them. things out there than not great stickers, but. But yeah, in in the context of Optimus Primes that are triple changes with headmasters, right? It's a pretty bad. Like they haven't they haven't started peeling on mine, and I tried to get them to start, but I totally see how I just rolled a six. Because mm -hmm. if those stickers get anywhere near a hinge, it looks like a hinge will just inhale those stickers by the corner. Mm -hmm. uh, they suck. Oh, boy. <laughs> they suck. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, now that we're moving over to Overlord, um, Aaron, is this what you were expecting? Because I was pleasantly not surprised by this. This I, like I'm not sure, honestly, because this has got different molding than the u.s one yeah i i didn't actually notice because i i know i never noticed small things like that but apparently not only the helmet but also the chest flaps yeah so the chest flaps and now they open up but those i guess are just dummy ports yeah like they, there's so nothing not that's been cleared up yet right so like okay i think it's cool that you can get you know two different faces like a gassy frowny face and a gassy smiley face out of it because you have the two different Titan masters, but I kind of wish that it would have been something like what's inside of their chest then is like maybe a blank. And then each of them on the backs of their legs has some special pattern like break up the way that the headmaster works so it actually also slots into the chest but mm. apparently i guess the u.s overlord won't those doors won't shut with a titan master in there oh really I'd so that. I, th I thought i'd seen somebody's trying to put one in there and it wouldn't close up all the way but these i may haven't be... looked too deeply into it that's yeah, all. that's that's could also be misremembered or something else going on, yeah. but like it seems like okay. So this is the the second version of it, and then they made changes to it that didn't really 
improve anything. It just was like, oh, you were going to go this way. Oh, well, we're going this other way. Well, they, they improved they improved the Titan Masters in that they re-sculpted them to look even more like Giga and Mega. Mm-hmm. And obviously they painted them and the, you know, Ominous and uh, Dreadnought are a pair of very unpainted Titan Masters. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of cool to see. I also the I'm I'll I'll go into this a bit deeper, but I I, I kind of like the two different head style thing. Once I realize that one face is kind of male cheekbone, the other face is kind of feminine cheekbone. Yeah. Uh, there's a th- there's that's a le- that's leaning into the headmaster gimmick and paying homage to Giga and Mega in a way that sort of warmed up to me faster than I thought it would. Like I, it's certainly not going to be for everyone, but it's like a very specific path to take that kind of made me smirk. Um. TJ, how are you feeling about about this development? It's interesting. Like, this is something I was hoping that the Takara version would do. That's kind of a Japanese uh, toy thing to give you, like, alternate facial expressions that you can swap in and out. You know, and this is a gimmick that makes it really simple. And, you know, and I like that he comes with, you know, Mega and Giga. That's exceptionally appropriate. Now, um, I don't know if it's enough to make me pick that version over the u.s one just he certainly a... is expensive oh yeah yeah that'd be a big part of it though. but no he's it looks like he came out quite nice and still I just, like really looking forward to getting the mold i just love the idea of of translating giga and mega's piloting of of the robot into like all right whichever one is the head is you know the face will reflect who's piloting this body uh, so this is this is straight up like Overlord the Transtector more so than Overlord the Living Cybertronian, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I just I really kind of dig. I don't know if I dig that idea to the degree of like, uh, you know the the higher price this dude costs, uh, especially if I find Overlord in Canada, uh, you know in the in the next month or so, like certainly that will be less expensive, but. Yeah, I'm 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 tempted in a way I I wasn't sure I would be tempted once I found out this this wasn't the big grand retooling that we all kind of assumed it would be. Um but that also means it's good news for people who are only able to get the domestic one cuz it means you're not really losing out on like a, a fully perfected overlord and then the cherry on top if you ignore the extra money, this means there's going to be a, a market in two directions for a third-party add-on kit that does make it like a perfect Godmaster style overlord uh you know like a, an inset face that you don't have to remove and you know transforming godmasters like that's that's totally gonna be an open market i think um these all are, are all are up for pre-order now so if you want to get in your pre-orders you're able to if you want to wait uh you know you should just wait unless you're tj then you should pre-order that blitzwing right now uh before the pre-orders sell out and then you know you have mm-hmm. all these regrets um well, there's one thing wrong with the Blitzwing. His his headmaster should have a pr- some purple on his chest. Kind of, kind of, just kind of, kind of cheesy that the whole chest is beige. I'd cancel a pre-order over that. I just made. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm helping. Uh, anything else about the fresh reveals you guys want to throw down, or shall we move along? Yeah, I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. Then we got a listener question from Rexodus, and it's for the even team. Straight up says that. Uh, it also says, good morning, afternoon, or indeterminate time of day you find folks at the transforming table. Brian, again, with another question. I loved Wait. the character. What? Is he Rexodus or is he Brian? 
It's probably Brian Rexidus. I mean, some people do that. Or might, he might be Rexidus Brian. I don't know. But people can have two names. That's how I remember I a lot of internet that. names. I mean, like, you're Aaron Axsmith. You know, TJ is TJ TJ Omega. Makes things work in my head. Uh, but yeah, Brian Rexidus says, I loved the characters Vangelis and Seth made for my last question about the Decepticon combiner, so in that vein, for the even team, what characters would you wonderful people make as an Autobot Sentai team? Uh, go, go, click. So I think that's when me and, and Seth thought up that, like, trash combiner of all those, mm-hmm. like, you know, like the big dirty trash guy, and we got that awesome piece of art by Albie, um, or awesome pieces of art by Albie. So, uh, yeah, an Autobot Sentai team. So I guess this doesn't have to be existing characters. For simplicity's sake, let's go Sun Vulcan style and just say it's a three-member. Because then we each get to make up a member. So uh, I'll take the red, but I'll go last. So, TJ, um, you can pick a color and tell me what this Autobot does. Hmm. I'm trying to pick because we we need blue, but blue is usually the... More more serious, standoffish. I really should be the one who's red, type character. I mean, we could. Oh, you know what? What if our? What if we have a blue member, and he's got that thing where his head totally looks like a convoy or an Optimus Prime head, even though he's not. <laughs> like he's got a faceplate, but there's too many lines in it, and he's got ears, but they're too long. Like, uh, who is that? Uh, Pyro. Pyro. Yeah. That whole the, the prime apotheosis syndrome, whatever. Yeah. Like to me, to me, that's that's already starting to click together. I'm give him a ponytail as well. Mm-hmm. So he's like Gokai Blue. Ponytail coming out the back of his helmet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what I don't know what what's a good name for for the grim member of a team like this. It's got to be a two-part name to go with the Optimus Prime, but not. Well, Pyro didn't have a two-part name. No, but well, then it's Pyro, and then that's boring. So, well, yeah. it it almost it almost works though if if he has like a, a really mundane name, like a two-syllable name, because then you know he's so convinced he's the chosen one. It's gonna get because Pyro is all like, oh, when I'm. He didn't say this, but in my mind, it's always like, well, I'm Pyro now, but when I become Pyro, Pyromimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
His name is Softball, and he's got like a cake company livery and advertisements all over him. But deep down, he's like, I am a swordsman. <laughs> like every night when he gets back from home from work, he just starts practicing. So he he's, he's he never actively, failed delivering a cake. Oh, he takes it dead serious. Yeah. Like every, like the one time he was late delivering a cake, he chopped off one of his hands and replaced no, it he, with he a cut, sword. He, no, that that's when he cut his ponytail. Oh, as so his so mark, and so that's him, like letting it grow back is his, like how he's reclaiming his honor. I'm, I'm because also though, Cybertronian hair only grows so fast. I really want him to have at some point like sought out a reason to cut off his own hand and replace it with a with a sword. Because he, he's all like, "No, this is my thing. I'm the maybe swordsman. then that's one of the things when he thinks like that something is going to happen. That like, oh, this will be when I have to be avenged. And someone's like, no, 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 I got the change here. Oh, okay. And in the meantime, he can flip out. He can, you know, he can have that thing where his hand like flips around into a weapon. But instead of something cool like a sword, it's like one of those. A serving one of those, plate. Yeah, cake spatula. It's just a straight up cake spatula. It's it, plastic. That's what, it, that's what it should be. Is It should be, instead of like a sword, you should be like expert at like slicing people over with a cake spatula. He's like really good at confectionery too. Like really his life path was to go from cake delivery man to cake maker. He's got a plastic, not a metal, a plastic spatula as an alternate hand option, but he so desperately wants to be star saber. And like, that's his, yeah. Okay. We're here. Softball. That's softball. <laughs> he, he, he always is pose looking really cool. His silhouette looks like a badass, but the moment you turn the light on, He's a cake delivery man. All right, that's that's our blue. That's softball. I'm I'm really set on this. Uh, Aaron, have you got any ideas for like a second member? Like the other. Uh, I was red? thinking a jet. Jet? What color? Yeah, some sort of uh, aviation thing. I don't. I don't know. Are are we saying gendered transformers or not? Yeah. Because yeah. then uh, okay, so then. If you've got a set of three, one of them needs to be a female if we're going to follow uh, Sentai standards. A modern Sentai standard. Uh, yeah, did Sun, Sun Vulcan... Did Sun Vulcan, uh, Sun Vulcan was a sausage party. Okay. Yeah. But um, I, I'm more into... This is like this is more like Hurricaneger. Yeah. That was another three-person at the start. Um. <clears throat> so that was blue. We're going to have red. Got to go with the primary colors for the yellow. All right, and then so the yellow, the yellow jet, a, a yellow jet, and um, got to be like the light-hearted, but is secretly afraid of flying. So we're gonna give her the silver bolt. A little, little bit of the silver bolt thing, yeah. Of like, get, no, All no, right. she'll fly, and then that's like the the mid-season twist is like you know she's always she'll fly oh. fast, but never like high. And, you know, oh, well, yeah, we could just go ahead and, and get on the uh, the mass transit system and it'll we'll get there just as fast. No, it's fine. And then oh, and then about, finally, okay, so there's is, the this... time where they're like out away from civilization and the monster is a flying monster. And they're like, no, it, it flies. You transform and hey, mass shift, whatever. And then we right into combat on top of you and then we're able to attack them from above and then that's but, the but moment this means this means she has a character focus episode and those always have to start in a sort of lighthearted way 
It's like, what if the lighthearted way her character focus episode starts? She turns into a jet, but then they, her team suddenly realizes that she is always just driving around like a car, but on her landing mm-hmm. gear. And like, hey, what's up with that? And she's all like, you know, I have a goofy reason because I'm a lighthearted member. And they're like, yeah, but also you're a jet. Yeah. What's what's going on? We thought you were flying this whole time. And then, like, you have the flashback and you show how this entire time. It's always just been shot conveniently from uh, from below. So it looks like she's flying. Yeah. It's always been shot from below when and when she goes, she turns into a robot as much as possible. She loves jumping because mm-hmm. that means she lands immediately. Mm-hmm. And then like when, you know, when they combine together into whatever, then, you know, she doesn't have to worry about it because she's like, you know, the limbs. And that's not the same. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm liking this. All right. Um, What's the name, though? Have you got a name? Sky High. She's yeah. like secretly. She's also like, man, do I hate my name? That could, that should be the running theme of this this trio. Is they all really hate their names. Softball is like, I'm not. I'm a I'm a swordsman. I'm not softball. And she's like, yeah, mm-hmm. Sky High is a really fun name, except for the part where I hate. Yeah. I hate being Sky High. Yeah. Oh god, she ever flies just like ten feet off the ground. Like, no, are you a hover car? She's. Co- She's constantly like, no, just call me Sky. Yeah. Just call me Sky. Like, you know, Sky, those are fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what if, what if she's just called Sky the whole time and then in her character focus episodes, like someone from her past is like, oh, hey, Sky, hi. I haven't seen you since the whatever, Iacon City. And she's like, don't, what? Mm-hmm. Don't call me the, who? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and what if she has like the Unikitty thing, like the really forced positivity? Yeah. And then, like, the moment that, like, you know, enough anxiety builds up, she just caves in. <laughs> Man, I, I this, this is a Sentai thing more than this question. Mm-hmm. I always wanted a Sentai team where everyone was, like, just ridden with a crippling anxiety. Was, like, that's was one that of my like dreams, just to write a Sentai like that. Kind of, but that was more meta. Yeah. That was so meta, it kind of overwhelmed the, comes around the, the, other the side. anxiety part. Yeah. I just want a Sentai team where they're all like they're all ridden with an anxiety. Like you know, she's she's like super positive as a defense mechanism until you like expose her too much to the fact that she's terrified of flying and hates her name, and then she just like caves mm-hmm. in. And then like you know, softball puts on a hard ass exterior, but then when you really beat him down, he just sort of goes like, "All I wanted, all I'm good at is making cakes," and then he you know starts crying. Uh, so that brings us to our to our leader, the red member. <laughs> Well, if I if I'm going with Sentai tropes, there's either the the dead serious, like I'm always in control style Red Ranger. We got Optimus Prime. We don't need that. So I'm I'm thinking far closer to a I'm I'm thinking far closer to a Deca Red or Geki Red where he's very young, very vibrant, very up. He's very much the burning justice type. Let's go Deca Red, because I didn't hate Geki Red, but I, I don't want there to be a second Geki Red in the world. <laughs> Okay, fair point. <laughs> like, even when he came back in one of those, like, you know, the stories where it's them several years later, I forgot it was, if it was Akiba Ranger or if it was something else or, or Gokaiger. And he was still saying, like, made-up words. I was like, oh, man. I don't want you to come back. <laughs> Where's Rio and Melee? Why didn't they come back? They were cool. Well, they 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 kind of died. Um, I, but it's Sentai. No, spoiler alert. 
just you all you got to do is you know the hope of the children and then you're suddenly alive again uh all right so we're gonna go for the deco red type he's the young boisterous, like yeah. like full full of vigor and justice mm-hmm. uh all right he's he's the red one uh what's yeah. what's the alt mode guys i feel i feel like it's gotta be some kind of i feel like it's gotta be some kind of high-speed car like what? Mm, I'm just okay. What if? Oh, here we go. Okay, what if it's a high speed car? Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a high speed car shell laid on top of a very efficient bicycle. I'm not sure how much you get out of that as a transformer. He's a pretender, so he's a car transformer. But when you open his chest. There's this tiny little dude inside who can turn into a bicycle. I know you mentioned combining earlier. I think this makes combining difficult. Well, you know, he's the red, so he'll just turn into the center mass of the upper mm-hmm. body. Or so or he just has to fold he in half to become basically. the body. He just becomes like the feet. He's like the le- a-, a leg. He's all yeah okay. Yeah. He's all he's the leg. Red, yeah, he's the red. He's the leader, but everyone has to step on. Okay, him. okay. The Erase the bicycle part. Let's forget that. All right. So he's a super fast sports car. He's full of justice. He he's the protagonist, and then he turns into a mm-hmm. leg. Yeah. And like sky high makes the the upper torso and arms. And yeah, and, and then softball, softball is, is like, like the lower torso and the other leg. And both feet. No, don't don't need to split apart. That has other metaphysical <laughs> okay. issues. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the combiner is like at most twenty five to thirty percent the uh-huh. leader. Right. Uh, it's got to be under thirty percent. So let's say twenty five percent. He's got he's got to have something twisted to him too, because Red Rangers are never like straight up. It's like, well, there's got to be something. So like he find like. Like this is one of those characters where like halfway through he finds out a Decepticon's his father, even though they don't have those relationships on Cybertron. Mm-hmm. That's still how this it is. is his. Th- no, this is his third out. team. <laughs> this is third team. Okay, I want to stack all these. So he finds out a Decepticon instead of father. Let's say a Decepticon is like his sensei, like the one who set him down the path of justice when he was but a a young well, yeah. protoform. Well, that's the lead villain. Yeah, because he this mysterious man sent him down the path of of burning justice, and then you know he, he thought he died in a bombing or something, mm-hmm. and it's actually the villain. All right, and then well, well, the, well, what the villain's doing is the villains is one of those villains who really wants to die honorably in combat, so he raised his own murderer as his son. Yes, yeah, this is this is the long game. He's setting up his his own myth, mythical end, and then this is let's not say three. Let's say this is this Red Ranger's like second team. And that his first team was an awesome Sentai team that we'll see for exactly half an episode, somewhere in the middle in a flashback. And they're incredible. They're perfect in every way. And then they all died in like some kind of just like it wasn't even cool how they died. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was a simple accident. Uh, and a third, what I'm thinking is, what if he's always super cool about the fact he just turns into a leg? But you, we, we will see as time goes on just how much his teeth are gritted together when he's smiling about just it. Just any, any time he makes a comment, it's about how they're just, you know, various versions of, I just feel like I'm getting stepped on all the time. 
Anytime anyone says any kind of remark about legs getting stepped on anything, one out of three times he just overreacts and takes it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And just like he just like you know stands up out of his chair so hard the chair falls down, mm-hmm. and it's not even not even cool anger. It's just like really uncomfortable anger. He's standing. He's like, "What are you saying, huh? Huh? What are you <laughs> what, saying? Are you saying we and have to like, leg nothing. it out of here? What do you mean by that? Well, no, we gotta go and right then, now. Like, we gotta beat feet. Looked, what do you mean by that? All right. Well, hey, hold, don't tread on me. And and he just gets angrier and angrier. But then after about a minute, he catches on, and then. He does not smoothly end it. It's not even funny how unsmooth. It's just uncomfortable mm-hmm. the way he tries to fix it. Where he, you know, he'll try to rework into some statement about teamwork or justice, but it's not even like as an audience watching this show, we're not even laughing. Mm-hmm. We're just feeling bad for him, like how badly he's trying to cover up for that. All right, we need a name for this guy. Hmm. It's got to be a cool. I think this guy has a cool name. Because it's like the one thing left from that last team he was on. Something like... Uh, I gotta think of something intentionally cool now. Let's call it... Let's, let's just, I'll, I'll rip off half a name. Silver Blaze. That's his name. He's got like a silver sword. That's his whole thing. Blaze or Blade? Silver Blade. No, Blaze because he's red. Silver Blade's cool too, but I think we gotta work the red in okay. somewhere. So he's a blaze, but he's also silver. Yeah, he's silver blaze. And that's the one thing. If anyone calls him on his name, he's super cool with it. He laughs it off and he's like, nah, it's just, it's a sword and I'm red. Yeah, he has a good time with that. He he has such a good time with that. It it makes us all the more taken aback when he gets he he gets really upset about something involving getting stepped on or being mm-hmm. a leg. Gonna have, have an episode where Ambulon cameos and Silver Blaze is just really unreasonably unpleasant to Ambulon. Like, again, just to the point where you, it's not even funny. You just feel bad and uncomfortable. And, like, you want to leave as the audience member of this show. You're like, I really don't want to be here to see this. Like, this is something I should not be here for. But you can't leave because you're watching a show. Mm-hmm. All right, I like this. Uh, the only thing left is we... Uh, and we don't have to because... I'm just realizing this might be tricky. Do you guys have any ideas for a team name? Something that ostensibly ends with Jur? I'm just thinking, I'm thinking Justice Jur. Because, like, come on. that's that, that would work. If a Sentai got announced tomorrow called, like, Justice Sentai Justice Jur, would, would anyone blink? Because I wouldn't. <laughs> In lieu of any other ideas, let's roll for that for now. That's our prototype yeah. name. Justice Jur. Uh, anyway, hope that answered your question, <laughs> your request, uh, Brian Rexodus. Uh, we have one other listener question here from Joe Skibelli, uh, who says, uh, I've been enjoying TJ Evangelist's videos for a while, starting with TJ's older plastic addicts and learning Evangelist through weird edited and audio clips in TJ's injector review. I've only recently started listening to the podcast, but definitely been like really liking the discussion. So I've got two questions, both of which kind of spawned from the same thing. A few episodes ago, I remember you were asked how you would all combine, and one of you mentioned Build King from Car Robots. While I was listening, I decided to look up the toy and found myself really liking how it looked. What do you guys think of the toy? This is a figure I don't hear talked about a whole lot, and doesn't appear to have received a whole lot of memory compared to some other RID toys like RID Optimus. So, 
Aaron, do you, uh, do you got a hot take on Bill King in 2017? Uh, not really. Um, like has has he kind of faded? He's from kind memory of faded from memory because I don't. I know I have two of them. I have an all yellow version and the original release version. I forgot about the yellow and one. It was like a Walmart exclusive or something. Yeah. They also did them in green, right? Uh, eventually, yeah. yeah. Universe did a construct a concept, um, right? But it's it's much older, and it's in the past, man. It with all the stuff that come that is now coming out almost constantly, doing fresh takes on a seventeen-year-old toy is kind of uh, rough. It's it's old enough it could drive itself <laughs> you- right now. Do you, do you have do you have any fond memories of that figure? Or like, did, um, I, do you remember I do remember sitting there and always messing with it and trying to figure out a way to like make it all legs or something weird and fiddling with it because of the way that it worked. Oh, like the walker yeah. mode or whatever. Or all arm. I think it, yeah. no, it was all arms because each of them became arms or a leg. So yeah, like two yeah. arms or a leg. You could sit there and like mess with it, but two of them were basically the same thing just with a different chunk on the front of it but yeah it was it was an interesting toy and if you want to go back and see some of them that's one that I'm like hey that that could be neat to to go and experience again for the first time if that was a a thing that was possible it was a very unique set like like I I think it it actually would hold up pretty mm-hmm. well today I I think actually that toy would hold up this is I'll go last, but I'll just spoil a little bit here. I think that toy would hold up a little bit better than a lot of the other toys from that line if you went back to the whole line today without having messed with a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ, how about you? How do you feel about about uh, Build King for putting the spot? You know, I th- I think that toy still has quite a bit of merit just because, like you said, he is exceptionally unique. I mean, I think all I think all four figures. Well, three of those three figures. Yeah, three of those figures are still really solid. And um, you know, I'm I'm sorry, Grimlock, whatever your your build build typhoon disaster name was. Uh like that that one's a little rough. That was a little rougher than the others, but I thought it was always really cool how it was going for its completely different combination style where anyone could be a leg or a set of arms, which very unique at the time, lets you customize the way it plays. That's that's a really cool thing. And, you know, you don't see, like, you see the scramble style combination repeated over and over. Everyone's done that. But that's one of those, it's, it's one of those one-off things that Transformers doesn't really dare to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it still stands out as something that's just really its own entity. And I think that's still, I think that's toy set still has a lot of merit for that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and and I think Build King is one of the coolest things that a lot of people kind of stopped talking about, or and a lot of people poo pooed after a while. Um, granted, because they had so many so many releases, but so there's a rumor going back even to then, which is that some of the Car Robots line was the vestiges of an abandoned attempt to have another Brave toy line after Brave had kind of ended. And I think that that is that rumor is exemplified strongly in Build King. It's exemplified a little bit in Rail Racer, uh, JRX, but a hundred times more so in Build King. 
because the Build King team are a really badass set of brave toys that happened in Transformers is the way I tend to think of them. Uh, there's a ton of brave style to them in, in every single way. Um, I think Build Boy, Wedge, is a highly underrated standalone figure. He's one of the strongest standalone figures from that year. Um, I love that figure as like just a solo construction vehicle transformer. It's excellent. Yeah. Um, the the way that the Build King head is hidden inside all of that is also excellent. Uh, the combination style is so cool. Um, I think when you think of Build King less as a Transformers combiner and more as a Brave style combiner, um, I think that the weirdness of how Build King looks sort of works more, especially the three mode thing with, you know, spinning. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, you are spinning the three guys and then, like, having it stop like a roulette wheel on who gets to be the arms. Um, and then I even like the individual toys, like the other three guys. I like all three of them. Um, the two, I always forget, one of them is called Build Typhoon, but I always forget the, the fourth guy's name. There's a build um, hurricane in there. Build hurricane is Grimlock. I'm really sure. Okay, that's what I was talking about before. But the the red and the yellow guy, they're basically the same toy. Um, for the most part. The red guy is awesome. Uh the yellow guy's okay, but his weapon is kinda eh. The red guy has a whole extra thing where his crane, like, there's like guns in it, and the way that it transforms into guns is really cool. And then him and the yellow guy are just solid, solid, solid brave style yeah. toys. It's it's not it's not enough that the red one has this entire rifle assembly that folds out from his big crane arm. He's got a hand pistol hidden away too. Yeah, yeah. He's he's and and that is also to me such a brave style trope of a character. Um, just the the, the three of them, you know, leaving out like the young leader character is also very fitting in with that. But you've got like build build hurricane. Uh, sorry, yeah, I mixed it up. Build hurricane, I think, is the green one. I'm not going to look any of this up, but the green one. He's like a martial arts guy. And he's got a weird body, and it kind of works for that. And you've got, like, the happy-go-lucky dude, and you've got the super grim, like, sniper cop. And it all really works. And even the green dude, Grimlock, in R.I.D., he's not, he's not, he's not a very good posable robot just because he's so weird. But the pro, like, I like the way his robot mode looks, and I love his transformation. Like, there's, a, there, I remember there were moments during his transformation where if I hadn't messed with the toy for a while, I'd be like, oh, this is going to be so cool. And you get to the robot mode, and you're like, ah, it's okay. But uh, I yeah, I even like that guy. Um, I like how weird he looks. I love that set. I haven't messed with it in years. I don't like my my two copies of it. I got, I have the car robots version and the RID version because back in '01 I had you know dumb decisions with money. Um, I haven't messed with those sets in a good long time. I should really bring one of them over here and see how that toy survives as a desk toy. Um, and and I would say if you're looking into Build King, the original releases where they are four different colors. To me, that's the only way to enjoy that set. Because um, once you get into the all-yellow or the all-constructicon, um, you lose that brave color palette aspect, and I think it makes the whole toy set look weaker. Like when it, it Then it starts to feel like a toy trying to masquerade as a Transformer, whereas when they're all different colors, there's something about it that, like, rather than being a, a toy masquerading as a Transformer, it just feels like, nah, this is a brave mm -hmm. toy, and it kind of works in Transformers. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Build King is, I think, highly worth anyone's time. I would say more worth your time than the Bullet Train, the bullet train team. A lot of people love Rail Racer. Many good reasons to love Rail Racer. I think that toy gets boring after a while, compared to Build well, King. Well, yeah, because it does the one thing. Yeah, it does the one thing, and then after about, like, a month... 
I feel you start to hit the part where you're like, this sure is a posable combiner, except for all these certain things. I can't get him to really do that well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the other things that legs is, are in your way. Or, or you have the Japanese version, and then suddenly these hinges on the backpack dude just cracked open. Uh, I can't remember if there were any QC problems like that with the American version. I don't think so. The American version was yeah, solid, solid plastic because they didn't want to paint in all the windows. And, and then they just, went and painted all the windows anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just vaguely remember someone selling a rail racer at TFCon this year and talking about like a known problem and pointing it out, but I don't remember if they were selling the car robots version. Anyway, um, Joe Scabelli has another question, uh, which spawned from the first time seeing Build King. Uh, have you guys ever seen a toy and instantly thought, I'm going to buy this to repaint it? When I first saw that toy, I wanted to buy it just to change the two beefier components into the auto rollers of the same yellow and red. Uh, he says that he knows TJ does some awesome work on Glyos Customs, and Vangelis has done videos on stuff like Miniplot, but if any of you ever just almost instantly thought of a way to use a toy for a custom and wanted to buy it for that purpose alone, I'm interested in hearing. Thanks for the awesome episodes. I have, uh, more recently, uh, in the last year or so, but uh, TJ, uh, outside of the like the Glyos stuff, because Glyos is not, qu- I don't think it's quite the same as like buying a transformer for a custom as it is buying like Glyos parts. Yeah. Um, have you ever gone like seen a toy and just gone like, I want this to repaint it? Uh, see, I don't really get into transformer repainting just because there's so many more parts involved, many more moving parts involved, and I've mm-hmm. never really been good at. Uh, knowing how to clear code that and protect it so you know it doesn't self-destruct on me but i i've never bought a toy specifically like i never looked at a toy and go "Ooh, i want to repaint that but i have rebought a toy in order to do that because mm-hmm. eventually eventually i decided that an energon sharktacon would make a really cool speaking of the line it'd make a really cool rid night cruise it was always yeah. one of my favorite repaints so, I think we were just talking about that in the last couple of weeks. I remember we had a discussion about Night Cruise. Because, yeah, it was my favorite point to bring up as far as, like, cool repaints. I remember talking about that. Yeah, but, Night Cruise is awesome. Yeah. Because, I, I, yeah, yeah, because my point was, like, it's the only cool, like, color scheme that mold ever got. And Night Cruise was in a three-pack with two other toys I didn't want, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The um, Blue Scavenger and then Mirage GT, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah, and like I didn't mind those toys as toys. Like I, I remember, I'm one of the few people who actually liked that scavenger uh, from Beast Machines. But I was like, I, I really just want Night Cruise. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> These compare. two feel like baggage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, like I've, I've still got that one. It's in. It's actually on my desk. I'm staring at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That was yeah. That was a good toy. Um, Aaron, leaving out the part where I don't think you've ever repainted a toy. I've done a custom. Have you ever class? seen a toy? In- one. All right. Well, leaving out the part where you was this a Bacon or TFCon? Yeah, I forgot. Leaving out the part where you had an excellent custom experience <laughs> with with young young Duncan, if I recall correctly. Yeah, if that would have been the year you would have done it. Twenty twelve. Maybe it was Stu at that point. I think it was. Stu oh, that might have been when Stu point. and I don't know when Stu took over. Anyway, leaving out that experience. Have you ever seen a toy and like had that moment? Because I've had that moment. Where I'm like, well, I don't repaint stuff a lot, but maybe this will be the first one. Uh, I don't think so. All right. Yeah, there's certainly like a 
there, there's a heavy fence in the way of this question, which is whether or not you even consider doing it. Um, so Shapeways has emboldened me to where I actually own a couple duplicate Combiner Wars toys entirely on the fact that they were on sale for like 10 bucks Canadian at the time. And I was like, there are Shapeways parts I can use to repaint and turn this into another character who can turn into a limb and I need Combiner Wars limbs. Uh, I Those Combiner Wars limbs are all just still, still sitting wrapped in bubble wrap waiting for any of this to start happening. Um, however... I have started to get Shapeways parts just like replacement heads for the Repro Labels Inferno Cons conversion kits. And I've painted up those heads and I'm getting more and more emboldened. And I think I'm getting closer to ordering those Steam Shield parts for like it's a new, a new head and a new chest for Combiner Wars uh, Sunstreaker. Um, and then you got to repaint everything, but that's to make it into a Combiner Wars Sideswipe. And I kind of still want to do that. So, uh... I guess I have in a way, but I, I didn't feel that way when I saw the toys at first. I've never, I have myself never looked at a toy and had my first thought be, I'm going to get this to repaint it into something else. Um, it, it's always been well after the fact. I, I always want like the base, the base stock version of the figure, uh, first and foremost, because I'm boring. But hopefully that answer did not bore you, uh, or those answers did not bore you. Um, cause those are all our listener questions. So now we're going to head into what we got this week and we're going to do this hot potato style. Uh, I think TJ has the most stuff, but TJ and Aaron also have a lot of bleed over. So we're just going to pass things around. TJ, you kick it off, pick out something on topic. Cause I know you got some of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I think I've, I've heard Aaron talk about. So let me get out of the way. Titans return sea spray. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he sure is a thing. So, I've still never seen one. <laughs> no, I accidentally. No, I I got him in just uh, before I left for MetroCon, and then I realized I had accidentally bought two. Excellent. <laughs> so that that was fun to open up the BBTS box. Uh, no, I I like that the little I I like that it continues that. You know, sea spray like gets forgotten about so easy just because there's not a whole lot else you can do with them afterwards. I feel mm. like he gets overlooked because, well, what else are we going to do with the mold? So it's nice that he actually gets a completely new mold all to himself. It looks really good. I'm having trouble like aligning his little uh, his little floats on the side, like that. You know, uh, his arms need like one little more peg to hold it in the right spot. But mm. uh, yeah, it's a it's a decent little figure, decent little transformation. Uh, it's kind of a shame that his uh, Titan Master integration is just throwing one into a little box on his backside. I mean, that's that's technically bronze. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Except like Braun, Braun has that whole thing where, you know, you can finish the Braun uh, recursion. And I think that kind of it's kind of a, that's kind of like a curtain you can pull over that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Braun, technically his also goes where someone would actually be sitting inside the vehicle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where a sea spray is just, you're getting the back. (laughs) There's space back here. This is where cars park. You're in the trunk. (laughs) Uh, But no, other than that, you know, he's a a decent figure with big clown feet. But other than that, like, yeah, not a bad toy. Yeah, I'm still on the lookout. Uh, I know I can order them online. It's just I'm like until the end of August, I'm I'm trying to find stuff at Toys R Us's in Canada, much as I can. Um, 
passing the hot potato over to Aaron. Aaron hey, threw me another I got, on topic. Um, I forget the name of them. It was one of the um, oh the the kids show that I'm um, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, robots in disguise. <laughs> wow, I am having a day. Uh, the main tagline of the yeah, whole franchise. The um, Sky Hammer two pack, where it's the two jets the, that uh, crash into each other and turn into a tall robot. It's the crash yeah. combiner. Uh, so this is the first one of the crash combiners that I've gotten, and I think I really need to get a second one in order to really play with and enjoy the gimmick. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if I want to get another one because it's not the best toy in the world. And they're expensive. And yeah, th- they think. ain't cheap. It was like 15 bucks for the two of them. Mm-hmm. And they're two, uh, like, these guys for their individual robot modes just either get a little bit of an A stance or no leg articulation at all. And they just hold their arms out to their sides a little bit. They are kids-ass yeah. toys. And now it's really neat the way that the two of them, you crash them together and then like the top half basically auto-transforms and then you have to do a little bit for the legs. So there's interest. It, it's interesting, but not not a thing for me. I mostly got it because both of the jets look neat. One of them looks like a futuristic mm. space fighter and the other one looks like a space pickup truck. So they're they're re- that set is retooled and painted in Cyclonus colors to be uh, I think Sharknado or whatever. Okay. It's not Sharknado, but it's it's something Nado. Okay. Uh, that's the only one that's kind of tempted me because I like the colors. But that whole Crash Combiner thing, I was kind of into on a bot shots level until I saw the price point because yeah. in Canada they are twenty bucks, and I was like, I was like, I thought these were going to be like ten bucks, and I was down for mm-hmm. getting the ones that weren't the main characters from the show. But it was like, first up, they're too expensive, and a lot of them are just characters from the show. And then the one set they had to get right, the two Stunicons, mm-hmm. that set very specifically got nearly everything wrong. Yeah. Like from the wrong one being the legs, the colors being swapped in the wrong way, and I'm like, I like these two characters in the show, and this is probably the only way I'm going to get cool toys of them. And everything is wrong, and it's twenty bucks, and it's not that cool. And I was like, "This, this is bumming me out." Um, Warnado, I think, is the Cyclonus team one. I'm still, I might pick up Warnado if they're under twenty bucks, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a thing that I, I think it's interesting, and everybody would be well off having fiddled with one. Bring it to conventions. I, I will <laughs> pick out. Pick out the friend, everyone out there listening, your group of friends, pick out the friend who has to buy the one, (laughs) and you all owe that friend a beer, or a drink, or a Coke, or whatever. Um, All right. Well, I got got some some on-topic stuff. It's third-party on-topic, but uh, I'm going to grab you guys some pictures of them while I'm talking. I got uh, Iron Factory Seekers. Uh, the, the I got the set of three because uh, Madhouse Toys in town got in the three of them and was selling them for a pretty darn good price. Uh, so I'll send you guys a link to the Starscream. But I got Starscream, Skywarp, and uh, Thundercracker. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and so this is Iron Factory's version. These these guys were all over TFCon because the Starscream had just come out. And uh, the one thing about these guys is the jet mode looks pretty okay from the top. From the bottom, the jet mode is a big just plank of robot with a jet on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not very subtle, but... That was making me worried I wasn't really going to be into these guys. Um, the transformation is really fun in that it's a very straightforward, um, slightly better than Legend style transformation. And it involves the wings flipping around 180 degrees, uh, which is sort of fun to do. Everything bolts together at the end. And there's specific engineering in this guy for a Macross style Gerwalk mode. Like there are joints in the knees and the ankles that don't need to be, and in the shoulders even, that all don't really need to be there except to facilitate a good-looking girlwalk mode. So that's kind of that's kind of neat. Yeah, it's like the knees are double-jointed in a way that, like, the double-joint is also how the, the thighs suck into the lower legs, but that double-joint is doubly also how um, you can get, like, the girlwalk thing with the forward-bent legs. Okay. And there there's a ball socket joint and a hinge, a very tight one. It's hard to unlock. Uh, on the ankles, which allows for the feet to point forwards like they're doing reverse thrust. Um, and then the, the shoulders are on that double hinge thing. So it's, it's really cool. Uh, also, I love the robot modes. Very poseable, good feeling seeker robot mode. And then the topper is it's a seeker with a waist joint. And that is still a very rare thing. Uh, and and that, that won me over immensely. Uh, the coronation gear you get with Starscream, the cape is really cool. The crown is an alternate head. The shoulder pads are a bummer because you, they they slip on over the shoulders. Then there's a peg sticking out of the back of the shoulders and there's a peg hole in the shoulder pads. But you have to straight up flex plastic to get it all lined I've up. I've never fully and connected it, mine. I, I took them on and off twice and both times was like, I bet this is going to break. Uh, it hasn't. Maybe it will never break. There had to have been a nicer way to do mm-hmm. that. Uh, it feels like a piece of engineering is missing, and instead they're like, well, instead of putting in a hinge or splitting the shoulder pad, what if you just bend the shoulder pad Better open? it feels like maybe if it had slid down the shoulder and if, then have a point if that If there clicked, was a channel yeah. cut in, you know? Like, it's a bummer. Uh, it, it really puts me off using the coronation gear, and that's a lot of, that's that's a good, like, 10, 20% of the price. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cape is really good. I love the way they did the cape with all the different... It's like three pieces, and I'm like, this is bumming me out. Um, that's it. I, I really like the set, and because I got the three of them, uh, Starscream comes with the torso, like a limbless ghost of Starscream. The ghost's arms are with one of the other two guys. The ghost legs are with the third guy. Uh, and then, the, like, Skywarp and Thundercracker also come with the arms and legs for Sunstorm, and then the torso for that's going to be with the cone heads. They did a Build-A-Figure thing, which basically means if you get the Seeker Trio, then you get to put together a Ghost Starscream, and Ghost Starscream looks really good. Uh, he's He's got uh, clear plastic all throughout, but because of the nature of the engineering of this toy uh, and the, the hues of clear plastic used, it looks super choice. Like, it looks really good. Um... So I'm liking these. I've got the DX9 Starscream pocket size guy on the way as well, because I think he looks really cool and I want to compare the two. But the Iron Factory one is hitting a lot of those great notes that I thought their uh, the Bridge Watcher, their recently released Shockwave, was hitting. So I'm I'm really happy with the trio. Um, and uh, Aaron, I forgot that you picked up the mm-hmm. Starscream. Uh, I f- I was wondering if I was just being wimpy about those coronation shoulder pads, but I'm, you know, it sounds like that is a problem. No, that was so. the every time that I fiddled with that and be like, okay, I'll put the 
the shoulder pads. Uh, 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 no, no. Okay, I'm not doing it this time. Not doing it this time. The worst part, those shoulder pads are in the same tray as the ghost mm -hmm. torso. I couldn't even imagine trying to put those onto like the little clear plastic versions of those mm -hmm. pegs. Like clear plastic is more brittle, and I'd be like, "This, this is going to explode if I try to do this." Yeah, that and um, like even does your cape part stay on very well? Because it 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 didn't it at sits first there, and it seems like it sits like lower than it should. Where at a cape, it does. Yeah, it's it sits a bit too low. And at first, the peg didn't hold super mm -hmm. well. I think there might have been mold release on it or something, because I just sort of kept trying, and eventually it wedged in there pretty well. Okay. But it, it, do, it does sit rather low entirely for making him look good from the front with the way that they articulated the cape. Uh, from the back, it does not look all that great. Um, so that's, that's the Iron Factory Seekers. Uh, TJ, potato is your way. Uh, let's go up a size class. Misfire and Twin Twist. Just right. the two. Uh, Windblade is sitting still in package. I have yet to decide whether I need a second deluxe Windblade in my life. I, let's let's talk about Twin Twist and Misfire because uh, I know you two guys both can talk about mm -hmm. them. So let's share those two, and then Aaron, maybe maybe your next potato should just be yep. a Windblade. Yeah, yeah. Convince me whether or not I uh, open it up. All right. Uh, so Misfire going in. Uh, fully expecting the retool of uh, Trigger Happy, which for the most part, yes. And then there's engineering that he does differently, which I didn't expect. That's exciting me. I got a misfire on the way, so I'm I'm wanting this to be good. Well, it's it's nothing. It's nothing really major, I would say. Like he doesn't have the torso spin trick that Trigger Happy does. I'd say there's enough different going on in him that uh, during transformation, he feels different. Yeah. That's exciting to me because I really was expecting him to just feel like reshelled trigger happy. So if there's even something minor going on differently, that that's more than I was expecting. I didn't look any reviews up for the guy because I'm, I'm already in for him. Yeah. Beyond that, he's about what you expect. He's a very solid figure. It'll remind you how good trigger happy was. And, oh, that's such a good toy. Mm -hmm. Does well does does Twin Twist remind you of how good Topspin was? Because <laughs> that's another really good toy. Uh, honestly, I, I I had a it's it's weird. It's like no, well, number one, it's 2017. I'm excited to have a Twin Twist toy in my life. But also, I I don't know. There's something about that mold that definitely works for uh, Topspin better. Yeah, like mm. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even sure what it is. Maybe, I think it might just be the big treads just hanging off. Yeah, the, shoulders the big like treads that. don't do him a favor, any favors. And I think that the like jet stuff for his legs works better as jets instead of just kind of chunks. Yeah. Well, to to play devil's advocate, the original toy was kind of like that too. Oh, I know. It's it's not the original toy wasn't anything special. Um, well, well, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm just making a case for accuracy yeah. is all. Are you telling me the original jump starters were not the most exciting toys <laughs> in the yes. world? Because yeah. then you are both liars. No, hey. you're not. You're telling the truth. Hey, a, a very young TJ Omega was very, very happy with his top spin. 
I know a British man who liked Twin Twist so much, he named himself after Twin Twist on the internet. Uh, that's another story. Um, yeah, I, I was not really into the way those shoulders looked when we finally got the reveal. On, on I think we talked about it on Twin Twist when I was like, that really makes him look like the retool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Aaron, I was, I was curious, how do, how do you feel about, about Misfire and Twin Twist? Um, I... Misfire, I, I will also classify as saying, like, it's amazingly a different toy for being mostly the same toy as as Trigger Happy was. Um, mm. a, again, it's a case of, like, it has kind of like the way that um, Scourge and, um, crap, what was the one? Oh, Highbrow. Highbrow are kind of the same toy, but not. Yeah, in that same kind of flavor, um, but for for Twin Twist, he is definitely um, the the I, I hate phrasing it as the also ran because he's I mean he's still that great mold. It just isn't like doesn't play as well. Yeah, he, he's that great mold's reuse, yeah. is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I got Toys R Us.ca very quietly had put up the wave again. Mm-hmm. I caught wind of on Twitter, and when I went to check the links, only Windblade and Misfire were available by the time I saw the links, so I ordered yeah. them. But then I also saw reports that the same weird thing is happening with Twin Twist that happened with Topspin, where people are buying the wave except for him and leaving multiples of him behind. So I'm not thinking I'm going to have trouble finding him in the long run. <laughs> Those people need joy in their lives or something. Yeah. The, the, at first I thought people were joking with me. I was talking about this with my friends the other day. I thought at first it was a funny goof some people were doing on me, talking about the one time me and, and Hoopla saw just twin or top mm-hmm. spins. But then enough different people were telling me and sending me photos of the pegs they found of just top spins... Where I was like, wait, this is real. And then someone sent me a shot where they were like, well, it started again. It was a peg of just like two or three twin hmm. twists. And I was like, what's happening? It's like, it feels like a psychological study I could do, but I don't know why I do it. It's, I'm just like, there has to be some cool, stupid, really unimportant reason why, you know, the average Joe public is leaving them behind or the average uh, little Jimmy public is leaving them behind. Um... Anything else on uh, Twin Twist and Misfire you guys want to throw out there? It sounds like they're generally solid, aside from Twin Twist being the second yeah, guy. Yeah, and it's not even... I mean, if Twin Twist is your only option to get this mold, I'm not going to say, eh, pass on it, walk away. I mean, it's yeah. still a good, good, uh, good mold. Um, mine seems to be a little bit tighter, except for his Titan Master neck. That is super mm-hmm. wobbly, but that's very much a probably one-off get some uh some floor polish for and the the silver paint on his gun has come off like crazy ah, which is it sounds like they is, didn't yeah. seal it right which is a bummer i was gonna ask if these two felt up to par like it sounds like aside from those yeah. little things they yeah are... aside from the minor fit and finish they are up to par all right. Well, then, Aaron, uh, tell us both. I've got one coming either way, but tell us both about so, Windblade, because she's also a Scourge highbrow, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Yeah, she's like a combination of that and, I mean, most previous Windblades. Like, she's a Scourge highbrow in okay. the, like, she has that expanding torso section. 
but everything else is different. She has very small arms. Um, the, the biggest thing that is amazing to me is the way that they managed to make her Titan Master head seem not nearly the same brick block that it seems like every other Titan Master head is. So between the way that they sculpted it and keeping, like, I even think they went so far as to, like, round the top of the Titan Master robot's shoulders off to help give her a rounder head. Oh, that's head. cool. Because um, Top Spin kind of does stuff like that, and uh, someone else does, where they use the arms to fill in antenna mm-hmm. uh, silhouette. Where, yeah, when I first got this, I it was one of those things where I sat there for just a moment where, like, every other Windblade has been able to pull out her, like, head crown fan thing and was just like, well, that? No, I don't think so, but it looks like it could. And then I like that she has full-on swords that turn into a even bigger sword that also then has to have a Titan Master right in it or something, I guess. But <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'll ride a sword once. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd be interested to know what that's like. But I really like Windblade in this uh, assortment. I mean, I guess if you feel like you already have a bunch of Windblades, which that's not too hard to do. I have at least two others on my desk right now. Okay, if there's somebody else out there that wants it, but I, w- I would not, if you're already, you know, waist deep into Titan Masters the way that I am, um, it's mm-hmm. enjoyable. I wish her her cockpit wasn't as giant chunk as it is, but they've managed to keep the rest of her body small and you have to put a cockpit somewhere, so giant backpack it is. And does she does she feel all right? Yeah. Like if she's that well, like much new tooling, yeah. I guess I'm, she I'm feels not good. worried There's anymore no, about everything is actually on her is good and stiff and stays where you put it. So, man. All right. You've got you've got me feeling yeah. better about I, I wish she, ha- she had some sort of like wrist articulation. But she has such mm, thin. Yeah. OK, because she has swords like the biggest reason why I wish that there was a a swivel for a wrist because otherwise it's like yeah. bicep rotator elbow that can do about a 90 and then she just has two C hands they're not even full peg hole hands they're you know designed to keep her apparent size small so you're you're losing yeah. some to that but no, I right. dig her. Well, now I feel, I'm feeling down. I'm feeling all right about this. Um, TJ, are you feeling are you feeling convinced you want to pop that figure open, or are you still going to... Uh, I'm staring at it more. Yeah. <laughs> you get through you the know, list and like, hey, I've got one more for what we got this week. <laughs> all I'm going to say is if you open up that toy and you end up not wanting it and you try to sell it, Opening up a Titan's Return toy does not really devalue it by more than about five dollars. Yeah, I've noticed. So you might, you know, they'll give you something to talk about next time we're on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Um. All right, coming back over to me. I got an official Transformer. I can talk about. I got my Legends God Bomber in. Talked to TJ a bit about this when he got on the call. Um. 
so I'm going to say I really dig how they made God Bomber have a perfect transformation from his box mode to his robot mm-hmm. mode in that you like, okay, you have to take the bazooka off and then put it back on his shoulder. That aside, conceptually, you do not have to parts form him when you are just transforming him on his own. And I really like that because that was, as a, as a kid, one of the saddest things I had to learn about original God Bomber is you basically take him apart and put him back together. Uh, so I really like that this God Bomber has an actual transformation. Now, unfortunately, yes, his arms will just fall off constantly because the tabs and pegs holding them onto his elbows don't work because they kind of suck. And that's sort of the story of this toy. And I knew, I kind of knew it going in. He's not very good. Uh, I just combined him into God Jinrai. Uh, went through the fan modes as well. Uh, and yeah, this feels like a, a kind of mid-tier third-party add-on, except it was designed in-house and as almost, it's, I thought, as some kind of passion project. I was telling TJ this, uh, and I don't mean this as some kind of like clever remark. I just, I kind of hope someone is embarrassed about how this turned out. Yeah. Because they're, they're about to put it out again, and they've got a bit of lead time. This thing needs hella tweaking, because... All of its problems just come down to the fact that nothing is sized right uh, as far as its tabs and peg holes go. Other parts are sized right. He can, you know, you can combine him just fine. But the, every time I, I meet a tab and a slot or a peg and a hole on this toy, it doesn't work. And like even the, we talked about this before, the frigging sword handle doesn't even fit right into a simple five millimeter peg hole on a mm-hmm. fist. It's like everything so, is like, a hundredth off. Yeah. And it's not even stuff that would be covered in chrome. Mm-hmm. It's just the whole toy feels like it it didn't get a single pass. It feels like no test shots were made in a way. It feels like they test shotted all the stuff that had to directly clamp onto Super Genrai. And that's it. So I would love for there to be an improved version of this. I feel like I got a beta version. Um certainly it's modifiable perfect effect has a whole third set coming out for the jinrai family to literally like literally parts to to hold it together better um and to make it so i don't have to be the one who carefully shoves the combiner peg into the heel flap to make sure that god jinrai does not collapse backwards on his own hollow everything Mm -hmm. uh from from the knees down um, but yeah, someone, someone should, should probably not be very proud of how this turned out in production. Um, and I think also one of the roots of this is at the end of the day, this is all being bolted on to a retool of Ultra Magnus from Combiner Wars, which came out quite a while ago. Uh, and I think that's, that's another route. Like I was trying to pose this guy, his knee, his knees don't even do much they're so far up the God Jinrai leg bending his, his knee doesn't really do anything. And the whole time I'm doing it. All those those things wrapped around to form the legs are just threatening to come apart. And then I was just I was also realizing he's got ankle tilts, but if you tilt those ankles more than a couple degrees, his ankle tilt in God Jinrai mode is also like up in the middle of his shin. And if you bend his ankle enormously, it just looks like his leg is breaking and bending the wrong way. So I don't know. I uh, I like how he looks when he's just standing in robot mode. I like how heavy he is. There's, there's parts of the transformations I like. I like how much the backpack connects together, even though it ends up with the wings being in the wrong spot. And then I fan mode it into a way where the wings are a bit lower and nothing pegs together. Um, 
So yeah, don't go out of your way to get God Bomber. I feel really bad that a lot of people have spent a lot of money trying to get God Bomber. I feel bad I spent retail on God Bomber. Because um, he's not very good. And that sucks. Uh, passing the potato along to you, uh, TJ. Uh, moving up again, Octone and Blitzwing. Yes, the Voyager men. Uh, w yeah, once again, it's very clear those molds were meant to be these guys from the start. They both work out way better than Optimus and Megatron did. Yeah. Uh, Octone is about where I expect. He doesn't have some of the weird little faults that Optimus did, like his wings not pegging together in his truck mode. And just overall form-wise, manages to work itself a little bit better. Which... Um, I, I, I forgot. How, how's the sticker situation on Octone? Uh, yeah, where did I put my Octone? Oh, right there. Well... It's it's not the G2 Prime. I'll give it that. Um, for mine, he's got like the tips of the stickers for his wings are actually over the edge on oh, the good. top side. So those like to come up. Um, but like luckily, like the stickers on the sides, like the striping down the side of the jet mode slash, you know, uh, tanker. Mm. Um, there's you know, they're, they're thin enough. They don't really have as much surface to catch on anything, so it's not terrible. But it's, you know, it's still the same crap foil sticker, so, you know, mileage may vary. And, like, we'll see how they age. <laughs> yeah, that's the scary part. But I, I think it, I think it just overall works better just because the color palettes make it, you know, it, it's a little bit easier on the eye to forget, oh, there's two truck halves stuffed under the wings. Mm-hmm. Mm. and yeah robot mode looks fine well, robot mode looks like octane like i think i can't really argue that in any way so uh he turned out nice uh blitzwing likewise it's again it's megatron and mm -hmm. you know that is a very solid mold it works very well if you want a very brutish and powerful looking blitzwing which i do yeah uh, again, we have a sticker situation. His are a little bit more, more nerve wracking to me because they're much larger across his wings. This is again, why there's a Takara one in my eventually going to pay for bot HLJ. It's a good decision. Whoever told you that to, to do that. It's a good, good person. Well, he told me to cancel it then, but you know, it's too late now. Yeah. But no, um, it, it works. It's it's you know, it's again, it's toy centric. So he's got the purple face. He's got the darker purple and a little bit more washed out, you know, brown shades. So, you know, if you got nostalgia for the old toy, it's spot on to that. Uh, still looks good in both modes. I will say that because he's going for two separate colors rather than Megatron sticking to neutral shades. The vehicle modes do have a little bit more separation. As yeah, far, you know, as, far I, as you know, I can tell, okay, I can tell the purple parts and the and the tank parts apart from each other. I think it's a certain point because that's always going to be a conversation about Blitzwing, and like at, at a certain point, uh, I feel like people got to also accept that like the toy is not magic. Yeah, mm -hmm. like <laughs> like he there there's a there are ways to go from a very beige tank to a very purple jet, 
but at the end of the day unless you want the thing to like turn inside out (laughs) i do why is that infeasible because physics exist yeah stupid physics hey you know what he's way better than the last attempt yeah, I've come to accept that I'm I'm in a very small crowd of people who liked that Generations Blitzwing. That Generations Blitzwing would have been fine if the QC wasn't so bad on it. And I also wholly accept that, like, I went out of my way to fix his shoulders. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I liked so much about what that toy was doing. I was like, no, we're going to we're going to fix this. <laughs> Care how much money and time it takes. We're going to do it right. Um, I'm glad you found those. Those those are on my like I've been assuming I'd find those and I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like I might not find those. Um so I might end up just going to Karatomi on them. Yeah, BBTS mine. Yeah. I think I saw Octone once. Yeah, the, the, those guys fall into one of those waves that like that do get hit by movie distribution. Um Well, let's pass the potato again then. Uh, over to Mr. Aaron. I got uh, Voyager Megatron and uh, Voyager Scorn. All right. Um, that that movie Megatron, I think, is his aces. I want to know if he lived up to the hype for you. Uh, he did. Um, so uh, Scorn was the first one that I got uh, and found him at uh, Walmart, surprisingly, and picked him up. And holy cow, he was a whole lot better than... Uh, I thought he had any justification to be. Um, so good. Yeah. Uh, the transformation, like, again, I thought it was going to be just a very um, kind of copy-paste of the Deluxe for some reason. And then it turned out it totally wasn't. Um, he's got interesting tricks. The biggest problem that I've had with him is just the way that, like... For his shoulders, you have to like flip, flip, then flip in order to get yeah, it's, everything it's weird. lined up. Um, mm. But it makes it so that it can work the way that it does. So um, the only thing that's kind of odd are the like for the original toy. Was it like could because this this one has like the fake jaws that hang off his hips that aren't at all his jaws now on uh, scorn? scorn uh something like that now I don't, scorn is not near me he's over in the box with my dino sentai i haven't looked at him for a bit um but that is just a thing that you know if they'd left some sort of like armor panel-y thing there that'd be cool making it the jaws a little bit odd but whatever it's a design decision um what if it's just someone yeah, else's that, jaws i guess yeah sure that's cool um but I, I really enjoy the tricks that he does. The the flip around of the feet through the shins to go from like a dinosaur foot to a knighted foot. Um, and really mm-hmm. the aesthetic of this armor with like the French helm frog lip style almost uh, helm is pretty cool. And then yeah. um, Charles Emmanuel uh, hooked me up with his... Voyager Megatron after seeing me put out something because I'd found the leader Megatron and I'd remembered people saying, hey, get not. And I was like, wait, which was which? 
Yeah, there. And then I, I'm really bummed out because I, I I expressed a lot of interest in that leader Megatron, and I don't really want it. And anymore. then so then I put that out on Twitter, like, hey, which which one was the one I was supposed to get, and which one was the one I was supposed to leave behind? And then in under like a minute, I had three people say like, yeah, leave the leader behind. It's trash. So I was like, okay, I'll wait for the Voyager. And then Charles came around and was like, hey, I've got that Voyager if you'd like it. So so that's how that one happened. Um. Now, now, if you want to become like top level, you get yourself the upscaled knockoff of the Voyager. Yeah, maybe. Uh, wait a bit, though. September, they might be doing a revision of it with a masked head and posable fingers. Okay. Uh, that's the rumor right now. But the, just the normal version feels that toy feels even better when it's bigger. But um, I, I really like this Voyager. I've transformed him back and forth a couple times. It's a very fun transformation the only thing that i get concerned about is his backwards pointing jet nozzle armature pieces i'm really nervous about Mm. how small that like hinge and swing hinge piece are a whole bunch of people corrected me when i called them backwards pointing thrusters and there's a word for those retro retro thrusters retro yeah a lot of people said those are his retros and I was, and I didn't say this in the comments, but I was like, "All right, listen, maybe those are his retros." But the point is, those are the only sculpted thrusters yeah. on the entire. Yeah, I was mode. just sitting here having to look again. Like, what <laughs> did they hide something in his shoulders? Is that what the weird cutout panel is for the top of his shoulders? How those move? No, that's not yeah. it. Because I got all these corrections, and I was like, "You guys are kind of right, except like, where where's the stuff that those are counteracting? Mm-hmm. There's nothing back and, there." And I anyway. really liked the way that his fusion cannon just like folds rolls to the side and then hides is something in the middle of the body of the jet it's so slick yeah. it's such a nice integration yeah. and, and the, then the leader and then that's toy looking at the leader like toy the where it has like the whole front half of the airplane ends up on his arm and that's like yeah that's yeah. not nearly as impressive uh, a flip around so yeah if somebody else brings around um the the leader Megatron, I'll let you take a look at my weird two-piece automatic combiner thing. In exchange for that. Yeah, you guys can trade experiences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad I'm glad you got that Megatron. I think that is a toy that any Transformers fan, even if you don't like the movie aesthetic, it's such a good transformation. Try to track one down if you get mm-hmm. the chance. Hopefully, it'll become cheaper uh, in in the immediate future. Um, well, I'm starting to move into slightly more off-topic things. Not fully off-topic, just slightly off-topic. I got a DX9 piece. They are a third-party transforming robots company, but this is not a Transformers design that they did. This was uh, DX9's Freeman, which is their version of Bastion from Overwatch. Uh, I fondly remember when I first saw pictures of this guy, and I said, man, that's a cool original design. Then everyone was like, you haven't played Overwatch, have you? And I was like, nope. I've since played a lot of Overwatch. Uh, and I like Bastion a whole ton. Uh, I got one thing I got to share with you guys, though, before I talk about the figure. Did you guys see my tweets the day I got this package? I don't believe so. Well, check out these pictures. It's quite a quite a show. You can scroll down from there, I think, to see more. Uh, this this package got got hated, is what happened. Someone hated this box. Oh God! Someone despised this box. Um, oh, I'm clicking now. Let's, I need to see this. 
I tried to make sure in the uh, angle you can see that it, this box is supposed to be kind of a rectangular prism, and it well, certainly generally isn't boxes anymore. are rectangular. Well, that, this one ain't though. This that one, is not. Yeah, this one gains. A, and did you guys scroll down? I think you should get to a part where you can see the tray. Yeah. So you see that ding in the tray? Yeah. Um, this is a testament to DX9. You know how you'd see that? You'd think, oh, you can just pop it back into shape. Mm -hmm. This tray is so tough, I can't pop it back into shape. <laughs> so I, I hope good on that. I hope you got great stock footage of this for your inevitable toy review. And, oh, and I, I was filming and, this package from every and angle. Just don't mention it. Oh, I, I, no, I gotta. I'm already. My whole plan is to mention it, and my whole gag is like some Hanzo main. Okay. Uh, got angry seeing a bastion in the mail. But no, the, the, that tray is so tough. I can't bend it back into shape, and the toy is in perfect condition. So, grats to DX9. I did. So, you know how usually you open the side of a box and slide the mm -hmm. tray out? So, that didn't work. And the tray was so solid, I actually had to, to, I had to skin the box off the tray with a <laughs> no, knife. I could, I could believe it. <laughs> you, you had to fillet your toy. Well, I had to fillet the package, because the package is tough enough that once it had taken that misshapening, I couldn't get any of it out anymore. Because <laughs> the geometry didn't work, and the package wasn't weak enough to just bend back into shape. Anyway, the toy itself is pretty cool. Um... I would echo something I read somewhere where this does not feel like a super solid transforming toy. This feels like an insanely solid Figma is the best way to describe it. Because um, he can transform into a turret. Perfect transformation for that. The thing is, there's a lot of parts where I feel like the usual DX9 designers would have put, like, tabs and locking mechanisms. A lot of this guy's transformation is just moving joints and then leaving them there. Uh, which means there's an inherent jiggly squishiness when you just grab the turret mode and move it around. Um, it certainly doesn't fall apart. Like, the joints are ridiculously tight in some places. Um, although, up in the shoulders, they could be tighter. Uh, all those chrome things seem to just be die-cast, so the, he's got straight-up just die-cast hinged armatures in his legs. And those are dead solid. Um, also, he's not perfectly game-accurate in any mode. The thing is that everything moves on him so you can just adjust him to look like what you think looks cool if you try to get close to game accuracy you'll eventually run into a bit of a ceiling but like everything on him moves and there are a lot of like hydraulic systems and interlinked joints on him that feel and look super cool when they move uh turning him into a tank you basically pull off the gatling gun and replace it with a tank cannon and then you just pull off his legs and replace them with tank treads the tank treads are enormous uh, and I, I went, I was a little bit like, you know, biting my lip about that. Then I went to watch some footage of how Bastion transforms in third person into tank mode. And he does completely cheat. He, he just balloons tank treads out of his legs. So I can forgive the lack of perfect transformation there. And, uh, here I'll send you guys a link to his picture of, um, of the tank mode. Cause it is large. Uh, the tank treads are enormous. In fact, I think they're kind of too big, uh, in in game, I do not think his tank mode gets this big, because uh, he's in robot mode. He's very well in scale with this Figarts stormtrooper, but you'll see the tank mode is gigantic. Um, once you put those treads on, uh, the treads are rubber and they roll, but not very. They're so stiff you can't actually just push down and roll him because yeah. the resistance of both sets of treads are too much for that. But 
it's yeah, it's a really cool figure. I like it a lot. Um, I think it would have been. How do I put this? I think I would have said Transformers fans should buy this if the transformation parts locked into place better. As it is, this is 100% more, if you're an Overwatch fan, look into this. If you're not into Overwatch, this will do nothing for you. Um, also, the colors are a little too saturated. I could have done with some desaturation on, on his colors, because in the game, he's a lot more desaturated. Okay. But uh, very, very well posable. Um, the only real articulation problems I have is you can't fully straighten his gun arm. And you, in the game, because the gun arm kind of locks at 90 degrees and then can only bend up. And in the game, it does bend down past that line, and I, I feel like that could have been tooled in quite easily. And his fingers on his hand, his thumb is immobile, and his four fingers are just on ball socket joints, so he cannot form a proper fist to punch things, and that kind of bums me out. Um, also, his little bird friend is just on a platform. It does not attach or magnetize to him in any way, and I think that would have been a cool touch. But for his price, I, I rather dig him. And uh, he, like I said, he feels like a really good Figma. And I guess that's completely in tune with the fact that Figma seems to have the Overwatch toy license for, for regular figures. Um, and that's, that's all I got to say about him, really. Uh, I forgot if either of you guys were into Overwatch. I know Seth is. I am not. It is it is uh, a yeah, game yeah. that I know is on the list of things that I could should play. However, there are enough other things higher up that list. Yeah, every time I watch footage of that game, it just looks dreadfully boring to me. I don't know why. There are some characters that I think play super boring in it, but that's that's how it ended up winning me over. Is I kind of felt the same way, and then I played every character, and then I found a couple of them where I was like, nah, this feels like a hella exciting game if I'm playing these characters. Um, the only downside, I guess, is like you know if everyone on the team has taken all the characters you like to play, then you can get kind of stuck, but... I've recently been expanding my horizons, and like I'm, I am loving Doomfist. I'm, I'm really enjoying playing Doomfist. Uh, but I've also recently tried to play uh, Mercy more because uh, she's like the go-to healer, and I like Lucio a lot. Can't play Ana worth crap, but I wanted to because a lot of people end up picking Lucio, and sometimes I'm like, this team could use more support. So I'm trying to learn Mercy and Zenyatta a bit more, uh, but they're tricky. Anyway. Passing the hot potato over to TJ. TJ, tell me another thing you got this week. You know, you talk trash on it, but I have that leader Megatron. I I want to pick him up. I just absolutely do not want to pay retail for him. Oh, uh, I got mine for 30. Yeah, you see, I would yeah. do that, maybe. Like, because over in Canada, the leader movie toys are 75 Canadian dollars. Uh, yeah. And I, I want nothing to do with that. No, but, I got uh, the, okay. I, I got back from my con and like Toys R Us had a buy one get one forty percent off on Transformers. It was like a day expired, but no one took oh. the tag down. So, haha. Yeah, in that position, sure. You know, because his jet mode looks good. Is his jet mode good? Because that's the draw to me. Oh, the jet mode looks fantastic. Okay. Like it is a huge hunk of sci-fi space goodness. You know, and I like okay. I like the transformation on it. The the wing what ends up being like the wing and rear section like or at least the top of the rear section uh for its jet mode it it has a it has this really weird like you know folding in everything transformation style to in order to get into that little tight backpack that keeps his wings hidden in robot mode so he, he's got he's got transformation tricks that that work really well for him and yeah the jet mode looks 
really really phenomenal and yeah it's gigantic like um mm-hmm. uh, you know i like that i like the transformation well enough uh robot mode like he does look fantastic apart apart from certain things like I, you know plastic's a good color i like all the silver highlights that they have on him where a lot of it looks like really worn out uh sculpting sculpting is really good like his robot mode face is like super creepy mm-hmm. so that works for me um the failing points i had for him aside from a little a little bit that was hard to stay connected in vehicle mode which is might be user error i don't know but in robot mode i had a there's a few issues like physically where uh he doesn't bicep curl because he actually does have a wrist swivel but he also has these huge gaps in, in the in his forearms yeah i i didn't think those would bug me as much until i watched a couple videos about him and i was like i can't not see those big holes yeah yeah, he looks really, really good, except for that. That's a huge detraction. How are the hip joints on yours? Uh, they could stand to be tighter, but I'm a little bit more lenient as far as like hip condition or joint condition. As long as I can move it to a position and it stays there, I'm fine. Okay, because I watched P.O.'s video and he his was not even to that degree. Like on, on his Megatron, the hips were just giving in. If he touched the toy, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. It, well, it doesn't help that he's got, you know, one arm with a big cannon pack on it. How, how's the how's the cannon gimmick on yours? Um, yeah, that's the other impression I got from the videos is that the cannon gimmick was a big. Yeah. So they tried this really weird thing where the can, you know, the cannon is in jet mode splits open with a flick of a button. And it's very G1 scattershot. Have you ever played with him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, except they did it by letting the parts of the jet's nose cone latch into the barrel itself. And then you flick what you do. What happens is you flick the button. It pushes the barrel out just enough to pop those open. Okay. Well, the barrel itself, in order to accommodate this, doesn't have a friction spot when you have it fully in or out. So there's no spot where that cannon barrel just stays there unless you force something out of position that's not supposed to be out of position. Yeah, the impression I got is that that is one of those spring-loaded gimmicks that sometimes will just go off. Well, it's not so much that it... I've never had a situation where, oh, it just opened up or anything like that. What I had trouble with was there's more than one of those gaps across the side of the barrel... And if the barrel itself is not in the right position, it will not close back up. So you have to make sure you actually have the right slots lined up when you close the nose cone together. Hmm. No, uh, I didn't have that so much. Yeah. Um, like generally, like I left it in jet mode for days and like even picking it up and goofing around with it, you know, it didn't pop open on me or anything. Uh, where I had issue was his head gimmick. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know why. In package, it stayed like obviously it stayed fine all throughout shipping. You know, it's his uh, humanoid face with the mouth and the open and the opened up horns. The entire you know it made it all the way to my house, made it through unpacking, and then I flicked the switch to show his 
uh, closed up face, which is cool. So it's a neat little gimmick where the face just like turns up to reveal yeah. the masked face. And then the horns close in like, oh, that's a cool trick. You push the lever back down on the back of the head. You reset the whole thing and it goes right back to the mask. Also, like, it's not locking in robot mode. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. Like when I op- when I took it out of the box, everything was locked together. Hmm. And, and, that, and then like as soon as I set the gimmick off one time, it's like I can't find the, I can't find the little latch inside his head anymore. That sucks. I'm really bummed out about just about everything I've heard about that toy for all of the positives. Yeah. Like all the negatives sound like just critically uh, irritating to me. Um, with, with, you know, the holes in the forearms being probably the least of it. It's just like this, this assembly of things where I just keep looking at the Voyager and going like, you're doing it better. You're doing that better too. <laughs> It sounds like like the, it sounds like the leader toy transformation. From what I saw, the backpack part is super cool, but it's like about as cool as what the Voyager does with the wings to get them to go away. Oh, let's let's be perfectly honest. This is a trend with movie Megatrons. Like that's just kind of how it goes. Is the Voyager tends to do better than the than the big version? Yeah, it's just, it it's a bummer because I. Uh... I was very excited about that leader toy. I still kind of want it just for the jet mode, because I think the jet mode is the literally one thing it does better than the Voyager now. <laughs> and then, like, it, what exacerbated this is Wei Jang released their upscale of the Voyager, who is bigger than the leader toy. Yeah. And is a better toy. <laughs> and I'm like, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never heard about that particular problem with the mouth gimmick, but I can see how that could happen if if just, you know, things don't line up right. And then you'd, you'd probably have to open the whole head up to see what's going on. Yeah, I don't really feel like doing that. Yeah. OK, bright side. If I do pick up the leader toy, part of the reason I want to pick it up is to disassemble the entire head and see if I can transplant that head onto the Weijang toy. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll figure it out. But yeah, oh man. What a bummer. Still got the jet mode it's got those flame things that backpack yeah. transformation is really cool this part of me um, just wants to use the flame effects just for other toy shots yeah now you got these flame effect parts yeah. you didn't have to pay bandai prices for them <laughs> so well thanks for thanks for uh being the one who did it first with that guy it's it's what it's god i made a whole youtube show about hey look i bought this so you don't have to yeah and man i didn't want that to be one of those toys though like the the last well, thing i wanted was for that leader Megatron to be one of those ones where I'm going to hear what other people say about him because thank goodness I didn't. Yeah, like, like he's for, like for thirty bucks, I'm okay with him. But yeah, you know, yeah, he's a leader class toy, so I shouldn't have to just be okay even at dirt cheap. And imagine if you'd paid like the what fifty or whatever oh, the God. movie leaders are. Yeah. God, yeah, he'd be back at the store right that now. That was that was the like, other th- part he- of what just kept that on the shelf because it was like I'm not paying. Toys R Us leader prices for it. Like, he's almost a perfect sibling piece for God Bomber, in a way. <laughs> really hypeable toy, and then, like, just really basic stuff went completely wrong on a lot of copies of it. Um, Alright. Well, uh, I'm gonna pass the hot potato over to Aaron. Um, I got a promotion? At work? Oh, that's... How much do you have to pay for that? Um... They're paying me more, surprisingly. 
And, and I wish they had. I can toys. now yeah. arm a building. <laughs> I'm still not sure, like if they just mean alarms Yo, that... or since there's potentially security stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> that odd package behind everybody's computer that's totally not a block of C4. Turns out it's a block of yeah. C4. You you actually are... you actually work at Metroplex and giant <laughs> cannons are going to come out. Did you register that building? That building better be registered, sir. But you have an unregistered armable yeah. building. No, so uh, that means that DC is a very likely now. Hey, that's that's it. I have. We should do nothing a, else. I've done, but we should do. A, we should we should do a podcast panel. We and, should. All right, I'll submit it. Uh, and that, that's all you've got for your what you got. Yeah, I'm I'm out of stuff. All right, chime in when you gotta. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is what I'll tell you. Um, so yeah, I got um, that Revel that not Revel Tech that amazing Yamaguchi Spider Gwen. Uh, amazing Yamaguchi has also put out a Spider Man and a Venom. They got a Wolverine coming and a Magneto with a kooky cape and straight up magnets you can put onto his hands so he can magnetize paper clips together. Um, so Spider Gwen, in some ways, it's really interesting because this is like Yamaguchi's new thing. And I got I've talked about it before. I got tired of Revel Tech after a while. Because it felt like it wasn't moving on like the rest of collector toys were. This is a weird toy because it's a Yamaguchi toy. So in some ways, the ways that it's still held back are in theme with Yamaguchi, which is that it's very difficult to make this figure look normal and calm. Um, I spent a day trying to get her into a normal standing pose, and I've kind of done it. But it was very difficult because most of the, this figure is designed for her pelvic pelvis to be thrust out and her legs to be wide apart and her arms doing all kind of crazy stuff. Uh, and for those things, yes, this is a great toy. What they did is there's still a lot of Revel Tech joints in her, but then there's a lot of Figma style joints as well. And then just suddenly ball socket joints as ways that like the other end of some of those joints work. Um, in the end, it is very like it's very easy to just get this toy in a pose it's harder to figure out how you did it, uh, is the best way I can put it. Um, but I like the Spider-Gwen design a lot. I like the color palette a lot. That's kind of why I think I pre-ordered this figure. Uh, and she's got some really cool accessories, some really good um, webbing accessories um, for swinging poses. Being a Yamaguchi toy, she's excellent at getting into like kooky Spider-Man swinging poses. And then she's got this um, thing where it's a magnet in a plastic cup with a peg on it and that peg can attach to a stand or straight into her back or you can put a clamp on it. Basically it's so that you can magnetize her display ability onto like a metal object. So it's like you plug this thing into her back, her back will stick onto a metal surface and then you pose her like she's sticking on the surface. It's kind of cool. She also comes with like, she comes with an unmasked face you can put on with hair, but she also comes with three different masked faces where one is her eyes are normal. One is her eyes are wide. And then one is like, one eye is wide and the other one's squinting like she's confused. I like those pieces a lot. So I don't know if I'd recommend this figure necessarily. Uh, I know a lot of people enjoy this line. So I would say like, if you're down with the Yamaguchi style, this is probably some of the best stuff he's ever worked on. But if you're not down with Yamaguchi style, I think this toy will still have a lot of aspects that end up being off putting. Cause it is, you can finally put a Yamaguchi toy in a calm posture, but the sheer amount of work I found it to take to do that, I still, I'm not sure if that evens out. Um, but now I've, I've finally handled one of these amazing Yamaguchi figures. I don't know if I'm going to go for any of the other ones in the line, but uh, it was all right. It was okay. Uh, and with that, the hot potato goes back to you, TJ. Uh, 
still moving up in scale. So to get 40% off of a leader class toy, you have to buy something bigger than that. Mm -hmm. So I left Toys R Us with a Trypticon. It's a great reason to buy Trypticon. <laughs> to, <laughs> to get 40% off on a leader toy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Aaron was the keener who got Trypticon immediately. Uh, how are you finding Trypticon? Uh, Trypticon is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, he is... He's he's about where I expected. Where, okay, big giant T Rex with enough posability to be interesting to me, and then uh, yeah, uh, he kind of has that same thing that uh, the G One toy had going on, where transforming him is continuously opening him up outward more and more. But you know, it work it works for him. I love how gigantic it makes his base mode look. You know, and his fortress, like his battleship mode, I guess. Uh, that that's cool. To, that is cool to play with. I love some of the new tricks, like having full tilt store away in the front, which itself kind of looks like a big T Rex head opening up. Yeah. Like, okay. There's there's a lot of thematic things going on here that I dig. So. I'm I'm having seen one in person in like, um, his battleship mode. I'm the, that battleship mode to me sells that toy. Uh, which is weird, but it's like that's I think the coolest decision they made on that figure aside from full tilt. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like full tilt is a part of what makes a battleship mode work. It's like you said, like putting him in the front. It's like you finally are giving Trypticon an alternate mode that makes any kind yeah. of sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wonderful. Well, it's things that the it's things that you can actually do with the alt mode now. There's like the G1 toy is like okay, so you have a battleship mode. Okay, and then what's your base mode? Uh, stick my things up and I stretch out my legs. Yeah. That's, that's your base mode. Which, granted, this one kind of does, too. Mm. You, know, to, you know, to an extent, it's you know, it kind of it has the same vibe going on. But, you know, it's... There's play patterns to it that make it work better. You know, like the integration with full tilt. And, you know, you've got a, you know, a billion uh, Titan Master pegs all over him. Yeah, and like like the only thing relating to that on on the one that I, I poked at a bit that I found was I was surprised how hard it was to access the insides of his like center mass. Mm -hmm. I kept thinking there would be more opening doors, and there's a surprise. I found a surprising lack of opening doors. On yeah, the center mass. yeah, that's the thing. Like there's there's a pass through tunnel in his. I, I guess it's I guess it's both in base and battleship mode. Where I kind of felt like there's like this interior Titan Masters could hang out in. There's no real way to get to it, though. Yeah, and, and I don't think it would have interfered with the Eat Titan Masters gimmick to just, like, hinge open, you know, the roof on that tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, I think that to me, that seems to be the one big negative on, on that figure from my very brief experience. Um, Everything else seems like, are, are the hips working on yours all right? Uh, yeah, the hips are fine on mine. All right, yeah, because it seems like that's not a hundred percent type of thing. Like, there's tweets going around now where they're like, "Here's the list of bin numbers of Trypticons that work, and here's the one or two that don't tend to work." Right. Yeah, I mean, like that's even what... with mine. I don't think it would have been bad had I not trimmed back that spring. Um, I th yeah, I, I think some people got some really bad ones, and they were unfortunately the first couple out there. I think mm -hmm. when when the Hasbro guys at San Diego said we've sent word of this to the engineering side of things and they're looking into it, 
I think that had already happened, and the manifestation of that is the fact that there are ones that are fine mm -hmm. from different production runs. It just means, you know, apologies to Australia and China for getting getting it first, I guess. Um. Oh, but it, it's it's a uh, it's a fun toy. I, th I think the fact, like knowing that, I think was the reason. Like I was decided, like, hey, you know what, I'm here. It's right in front of me. Let's just go ahead and get it because at least this way I just drive back to Toys R Us and return it if it's busted like that. Yeah, who wants to save the box in case you have to ship the thing back? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like that's a pain in the ass. So let's, as long as I have the option, let's do it this way. So I got lucky in that extent. Like ever since I started tossing packaging, the one thing I look forward to the most with big sets like Combiner Wars sets or, you know, Titan toys is like, can't wait to get rid of this box. <laughs> I really look forward to that. I like the art on it. And, I, you know, I like the, the Combiner War sets had posters in them so I could keep that in a way. But right. I film it and then just friggin get rid of it. <laughs> oh, but it is a fun toy and Full Tilt is like kind of awesome considering how simple he needed to be. Oh, I, I messed with him for like a hot second in robot mode. And I was like, no, nah, this is everything I want. And Ripper Labels is doing they've done a sticker set to make him not just be a solid purple man. Mm hmm. And and I'm down with that. So yeah, I'm the full tilt is is like a massive draw for me. Yeah, full tilt is cool. Like I I could do for one of their crazy box sets that has him just as a, like G1 style Prime Viacon repaints. Oh mm. man, if they did a Viacon head for him, painted him like Viacons, I would. Oh my god, I would want like five. Granted, I, I just bought like three Viacons in the last month because of conventions. But uh, no, I'm glad I'm glad that you're having a positive experience with them. It sounds it sounds like the worst of it is is behind us as far as Trypticons not being all that nice out of the box. Yeah, hopefully. So. Excellent. Um, well, I, I got the potato now and I'm well off topic because I'm going to talk about a Figma that I got in the mail. <laughs> uh, I got Figma Giver 3, which means I've now got I've got the two main Guyvers, and I'm super jazzed about that because the Figma Guyvers, they're not perfect, but in lieu of anything else existing that I can buy right now at a reasonable price, they're pretty good. And Guyver 3 is the best one of the bunch by far. Um, first Guyver was okay. Uh, Guyver 2F, she had a lot of little improvements that I think helped a ton. Guyver 3 carries all that stuff in and then has a fantastically integrated set of alternate arms and an alternate chest, so you can get him to just stand there with his arms crossed like a cool Guyver 3 is supposed to. Um, so I'm, I'm super happy with him, and I'm, I feel like I've kind of... The only things left for me now is, like, do uh, damaged Guyver 2 from the anime series, dude Guyver 2, and then, like, maybe do me up, like, Zector or something. Like, I'm not expecting them to go very deep uh, into Guyver past this, but anything they do Guyver-wise in Figma, I think I'm kind of down for. Um... Guyver 3 was really... I love the way the arm cross uh, parts work, because they, they are two separate arms you attach that you then tab into each other, so that way you're not having to simultaneously tab both shoulders in, or, you know, pop both shoulders in at the same time. Um, very very well done gimmick. So I'm, I'm digging him. Were either of you guys ever into Guyver all that much? Nope. Not especially. Alright, that's one of that's one of my, my legit nostalgia pulls for me, is, is Guyver. 
So uh, that's another reason why I think I picked a bunch of those up. The only bummer is like they're Figmas. And so mainly their hip designs are not very good. It's just a straight up ball socket joint. Uh, it's covered by some stuff, but it is by no means SH Fig Arts tier posability or engineering. It's very simple, straightforward stuff, sometimes to a detriment. Um, but yeah, that's Guyver 3. So I pass the potato back over to you, TJ. Uh, we're in my off topic now. Hey! Uh, that starts with the World of Nintendo Inkling Girl. Is uh, Oh, they did like a straight up, like the posable figures? Yeah. I did not know that. Well, it's hard to know that because they are impossible to get. I, <laughs> yeah, and they never they never advertise them either. Yeah, like I'm uncomfortable with what I spent to get this out of the dealer room at Metro. But hey, it's the only way. So yeah, I've got a posable inkling. Um, don't ever pay markup on it ever, ever. The, the retail price of them already sucks. Yeah, because uh, it went up, right? I'm not crazy. Um, I I was okay okay I was at I was looking for one of Toys R Us and it's just to see like because that's how my luck usually runs I overpay for it at the con and I go to the store afterwards and it's right there for like a third of the price mm-hmm. uh no like but all those were still like ten bucks okay because in Canada I guess it was maybe Jacks or their distributor when the Canadian dollar adjustments happened they adjusted way too hard on World and Nintendo. And those went from being like $11, $12 toys to being like $18 toys. Because I, I picked up Waluigi. Ah. And he just rang up at this number where I was like, well, you know, I don't want to put him back. I want Waluigi. So I, I was like, this is going to also be the last toy I buy from this line. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because I like Waluigi. But yeah, it's, it's friggin' sucked. Because uh, that, that line is is completely ridiculous to me now. Yeah uh yeah she's she's not great uh, okay but in context of that line is she like all right <laughs> within context of that she's really not okay no yeah. uh the the joints on her not great the elbows are really stunted uh the bi- like there's a bicep swivel in that in that the joint for the elbow is pegged into place that you can turn and it not doesn't really work that well um, yeah, I, I think part of it is the fact that she has that like long hair in the front design. Like, she's oh, and the they inkling didn't account look, for it. Yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah, she's the inkling you look at when you see the box on the original game. So, yeah. you know, that's in the way of the arms a lot. But even then, uh, all the all the all the articulation on her is stunted somehow. That's so, common on those guys for sure. Is it's just sometimes they really hit it on characters that aren't like ver- you know very thick. Uh, so I figured there was a chance she'd turn out okay, but sounds like she's like mid tier for that line. God, this is mid tier. Oh no! Have you seen their Wario where they advertised five points of articulation and two of them were the fact that his feet were pegged into his legs so he could turn them left and right? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. No, they're worried. I, I find the video I made for him because I, I could not not show a photo like the the way they advertise his articulation as a feature was borderline insulting. <laughs> it was like, you don't know how toys are made, idiot. So, yeah, these are points of articulation. I'm like, no, that's just how you assembled him. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, it sounds like it sounds like it's World of Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Jax. 
Um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, the only other thing I got, I think we actually are sharing. Oh no, there's there's an on-topic thing I could, I could. No, wait, no, I already talked about that last week. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, TJ, you got in on the last Glios drop while you were at Metricon, right? Uh, yeah, I did. Did it come in for you yet? Uh, yes, it's uh came in just yesterday. All right. Did you get you some Vilser? Uh, one of each. All right, yeah. Uh, Glyos had a new drop, and this is their 10th anniversary drop, and so uh, the new figure is a fully new figure. I believe it's 20 components plus a bonus little pin. Um, it is the Vilser, which is the villains of the Glyos universe that have been like in the sparse bit of fiction for like a decade. And the closest we ever got to seeing what they look like was tons of hints on the blog that the Axis joints parts are basically like uh technological vilser stuff that the the shady government of the glios universe has been developing uh so now they put out a full vilser toy uh metamorphic life form vilser which is a great title for a blog post um so i think the vilser toy is excellent uh it, to me it feels like the the st- it feels like the evolution of the build man to me um, you know, you're not the first one to say that. Yeah, I mean, it's like I know the blog, like they're, like Matt Dowdy said, like he wants this to be the Omega to the Alpha of the original Traveler toy, and I'm like, it is, but it also feels like what it feels like what the Build Man was in that it's a self-contained play pattern where you don't really need anything else to to get stuff out of it, and it's not uh, as immobile as a Traveler can be on its own, right? Uh, so I, I'm super digging it. How are you feeling about the Vilser? It It is fun. There's a couple little design elements to it, like the bicep shape that takes a little getting used to. But I, that, that was actually the one thing where I was like, you tricked me because I thought for a second that where the paint uh, division was. Yeah, you thought that was two parts. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, there's a built in axis joint on this thing. And then I got it. I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> it was the same way as I'm twisting. Man, the paint's really stuck in these parts. <laughs> Because uh, there there is an angled cut on the shoulder, so you can get the arms to, to kind of go outwards a bit. Mm-hmm. But I thought for a second there was like a diagonal elbow cut on that thing, and I was about to do a backflip. Yeah. Um, but no, he is really fun to break down and play with because there's so, there's a ton of extra parts and paint that lets you imagine different parts in different ways. Like I've got him in uh, Matt's Edge Raptor formation, yeah. which is the perfect uh, name for your upcoming band. <laughs> but yeah uh, matt dowdy put up blog posts of basically like here are all my intended contained builds using all the parts of this toy and then like here are two intended builds for if you have two of them uh here and then there was like an intended build if you have a vilser and two axis sets i have done all those builds my thumbs hurt a lot <laughs> See, uh i was i was upset because by the time i was i was at an event uh when the hour limit went up and by the time the event was over everything was sold out so i'm i'm, I'm one of each right now so I was going to get a second standard Vilser, and then I came back after the limit was was taken off just in time to miss out on the second standard Vilser. Uh, I did get two of each of the translucent ones, and I got I got the um, the Faden colored one as well, because I, I'm really happy about this figure coming out. But uh, there is one thing about him where there, there it is the it is it is the perfect example of the one thing Matt does that always makes me go like, Matt, you really got to say when you used a heat gun to do these builds. Because uh, you know the Vilser backpack and how some of the builds use it as a head? Yeah. 
so the place where it gets plugged in to be a head geometrically it fits on there but there is not enough clearance to push the glios connection together um unless you superheat the head and uh that was the only part where i was like the math here is too precise yeah. this is not very fun to do <laughs> um here I, I got a I got one picture I took of this stuff. I this is this the Vilser is in the third picture. This is that's him in within the uh savage build with two axis joints attached. And then the main part of this is I used all I used uh, I made up a contain build today uh with two hub sets, two hinge sets and two phase arm sets because I was like, all right, canonically axis joints are off limits against the Vilser because they have Vilser in them. So how do I make a guy who's just as poseable without using any axis joints? Uh, and I'm very happy with what it turned out. He's very literally barrel chested. Yeah, and he's got an ab crunch uh, and a neck joint. He can look up and down and left and right because his head is on a disc in the middle. Fancy. So I was, I was happy with that. And I used all the switch pins, too. That's why he's got this stuff sticking out of him. But uh, yeah, I, I am very impressed by the Vilser. Uh, I just I really hope that standard one comes out again since it's the standard colorway. I'm hoping it can make a return. Yeah. Because I think it looks the best with those little spots of pale green. Um, it just makes it look like it is like bubbling with energy. Uh, and, and I want it in those in that green, that dark teal in that lime green. Um, anything else from the Glyos drop you want to talk about? Because otherwise it's just like the same old figures for me. Yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of it's yeah, it's a bunch of the classics ones got run in the old fade and blue and gray, which made me happy because it's like. For as long as they've been around, I don't remember Faden getting any upgrade parts to play with. Oh uh, no! Happen. Yeah, yeah. There was just there was that one. There was a Faden Mark two or three uh, a year or three ago, and uh, that was about it. Um, the one thing I regretted is I got I got the 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 Gly armor version of Faden with all the detail lines, mm -hmm. but I didn't get one without the detail lines, so I can't really use them with all the build parts without it looking yeah. funny. Yeah, that occurred to me after <laughs> I got them in. It's like. Oh, but now I got parts for it. Oh, right. Panel lines. Yeah. Hmm. Because even the old Faden's uh, are all panel lines, so they don't match any of them. Yeah. So I don't know. Somewhere down the road, I'm sure I can track down one. Um, enough people buy multiples now. Yeah. But, uh, that that is also the final thing that I got this week. So uh, I want to pass the potato over to you, TJ, to finish up okay. our stuff. I will quickly rattles this off some it's not interesting uh my favorite booth at metricon had a garuru saber from common rider kiva so i'll help i will i'll pay that overcharge and help you pay for your table because i like you <laughs> i've bought things for that reason i know that i know, I know that reasoning <laughs> like someone told me how much a booth cost was this year like mm, yeah give me another dice set just to just to help you out a little bit uh no it's it's a fun it's a fun little toy i like the little statue mode uh it's a nice it makes for a nice little display piece when it's not a uh a pit i was gonna say a big saber no it's a very tiny a petite ass role petite, play toy yes <laughs> but i always like that it's a you know it's like a statuette and now it's a weapon yeah. gimmick uh because and as I found it at retail price, which is astounding in a dealer room at a convention, I went ahead and grabbed the four inch Nell Mega Man, the classic one. Because mm -hmm. I've got EXE. I've got the Legends one uh, over at HLJ waiting to be shipped. So I'm like, now I'm kind of just going after them. Yeah. 
Um, so the reason I never got this toy when it first came out was because of all the extra cuts in his torso for the articulation they intended. They wanted to have kind of a, a I'm trying to think like a, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the wrong, I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong muscle group. Like, like it was like a pectoral crunch. Yeah. Where, everything I've heard about foreign Chanel is that it, whoever designed that stuff was trying to go crazy with the articulation and then they kind of they went crazy in in like not the 100 percent positive direction yeah well here's like the thing i had on the Mega Man exe was he's got swappable bits but none of them hold on very well so like you go to attach his like sword arm and it's fine but the second you go to the second you do anything that requires pulling on that arm it just comes off like it doesn't hold at all uh, Mega, this one does not have that problem. Everything, uh, everything I've tried swapping back and forth is nice and snug. Yeah, uh, he still has that weird diagonal neck thing. That means yeah, that sounds line wide, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it's, yeah, which means he can't really turn his head in any natural shape. That sucks. Uh, but no, like the problem I always had were those extra cuts in his torso so his arms could like go forward across his chest and that mm-hmm. does allow that you know feasibly allows a lot more of his natural poses that he does in the games uh on his right shoulder that one does not move whatsoever on mine like i uh, get a few stuck. i get a few millimeters forward and that's about it i don't get the full rotation it looks like it's intending Boo. uh the left one barely connects at all and if I try to move the arm a little bit too roughly, the whole assembly comes out of his chest. Oh, boy. Yeah, that sounds like so you're in the position where you're like, all right, these toys aren't turning out the way I like them. But there's just enough of them now where I kind of feel like I want to collect them. because I like Mega Man. Well, here's the thing. They're actually producing all of the proper Mega Man at the same size which I can't yeah. get out of a figure art. I can't get out of an Android. I can't get out of anything except this line. So if I want classic and, and, and X and legends all stand together, this is my option. Well, there's also the 66 action wave, but that is just four of them. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is though. It is those four. Um, the one that they are doing now for four inch. Nil is the star force mega man, which is the last blue mega man. Oh, do. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Because that's the whole thing is like, can I do that final smash that Mega Man has in Smash Brothers? Well, yes, buy the four inch nails. That's your only yeah. way. Because that's kind of like me and the Shin Godzilla monster arts is like, that's the only monster arts I'm super interested in. And unfortunately, main Shin Godzilla is not an excellent monster arts it, from everything I've read after having him for a while and going like, is this the, the way this line is? And I'm like reading up and it's like, oh, this toy is apparently riddled with QC problems. Yeah. But I only really want the Shin Godzilla ones, and that's some of the only Shin Godzilla merch. So I'm like, I'll go completest on Shin Godzilla Monster Arts, because <laughs> it's like, what? There's like four. There's there's three releases, and so I'm like, I can track those down. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that it's like this. Also, is not the best representation of this company's ability. But you know, it seems it seems like a parallel to where you're at with Four Inch. Yeah. Well, as a Mega Man fan, I'm kind of used to disappointment by now. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, the last thing I grabbed in the dealer room, last thing I have on my topic list at all. Um, one of the things I canceled to make sure I had money for Metricon and then 
the dealer's room was a little bit thin this year. So, hey, they have something I canceled. Uh, that was the Figma Link, the Twilight Princess version. Oh, yeah. The, that's the one that came out with a, uh, a Princess Zelda alongside him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I saw those at Silver Snail. Yeah, they didn't have the Zelda when I was there, which kind of bummed me out. But the Link they had was like the full DX one with like a dozen different weapon accessories. Yeah. So like you get you get his sword, and sh- you get the Master Sword and the Shield. And of course, that's what you get. You get a standard sword, which I forgot about. You get a bow with an arrow and a hand for notching the arrow. Uh, you get his claw shot in closed and open. Uh, you can put it on his little wrist thing, or you can have it on an actual metal chain. And then you have his big ball and chain weapon that you can pose him with. And they were smart enough with all these metal chains and heavy accessories to actually include a second display stand. Hey. Yeah, like, I don't buy a lot of Figmas, and I think that enhances my experience with them because it's like... I'll get the ones that I think look really good. And most of the time that ends up being the ones that they've also put enough effort into where it's like, no, this is cool. Yeah. I mean, if I bought every Figma under the sun, I'd probably start hitting more stinkers. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of the same way where I'll go for Figma if they do something that's close to my heart. But when I do that, I tend to find out they do a really good job. You know, the last one I got was the Phoenix Wright, and it's a really fun little figure to have and pose around with other toys. Oh, and now I've got uh, I've got. I believe Samus for Metroid Prime. And I had the previous one they did. And I know those come out really good. Yeah. Phoenix Wright is on my list because I see him downtown a lot because there's a couple good smile vendors mm-hmm. in Toronto. So I'm like, one of these days, I'll probably just pick one up. I, prob- I probably won't be paying the best price for him. But that's one of those, like, if I want to reward myself someday, I want to just, like, take a walk downtown, just buy me a Phoenix Wright and take him home. Right. Um, they, they had, uh, Saitama from One Punch Man in Figma as well, and I, that's one of those ones where I did the reading, and I was like, no, it's good I don't buy every Figma, because from what I read, and from what I looked at, that one ain't all that great. Ooh. That's um, a, he's a- fine, but, like, and this is a problem, every Saitama figure coming out that's posable, none of them are giving you enough face options. You get his dead-to-the-world face, and then you get kind of a sort of half-open mouth smiling face. And I'm like, there are at least three other ex- expressions this guy should have. And so that's where I just get let down, because f- it's a full price Figma. And it's like, there are two faces. And I'm like, that that's not enough. Uh, and I know you guys can do better. So I, I felt re- really let down by that figure, so I haven't picked it up. Mm-hmm. No, this no this, this, one's getting, this one's one of those that keeps you busy, just because I got so many things to pose them with. Yeah, like that's like it's all that stuff. Plus, like there's the standard like swappable face and hands he has, too. Yeah. But no, that's uh, it's about the long and short of everything I've got. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad I'm glad you had a good time at Metricon. Grats on uh, pulling guest duty this year. I'm allowed to say that now. Yeah, (laughs) no more NDA. It's all revealed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's really cool. And uh, the potato is now cold, so it's perfect timing. Because uh, we have hit the end of this show, so we're going to close up here. Uh, thank you, TJ and Aaron, for joining hey, me. No problem. And, uh, th- yeah. and uh, thank you all for listening. Grats again, Aaron, on the job Thanks. thing. Um, 
We will be back with some more Transformers talk soon. Also, check out our latest supplemental. Uh, Maddie, uh, staying in the box, part of the TFW staff, did an interview with Jason David Frank and uh, asked me if I wanted the audio to put up, and I said yes. So um, if you're hearing this, then I have done the thing that I was going to do with that, which is just clean up the front and back and then put it up. So it's going to be... It, it, you know, if, you, if you've heard it, you've heard it, but if you haven't heard it yet, it's it's kind of raw audio, but it's audible, and uh, there's, a, there's a text version of it as well, but we figured, like, why not put this up? There's nothing that needs to be edited out of it, so, you, you know, you can hear the words from JDS mouth, if you so choose. Uh, anyway, check that out, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, for now. Yeah.